Welcome back to Check, Please, the D&D podcast. Last time, the party cooled off for a bit and helped Lovette prepare for an important meeting with the government of Hartenshin. Later, the group went out to finally track down the location of Lovette's grandfather, and after a tearful reunion, the group is now off on a new adventure to the south. So last time on D&D, you guys managed to track down Levette's grandfather, who was at a lake nearby Hartenshin, in a lake house cabin. Levette found a letter from their parents and is interested in returning home. Uh, the party has gathered outside of Hartenshin, said their goodbyes, spent their last night in the town, and has planned for about a 60-day trip to the south to make it to the Isle of Steam possibly stopping along the way to the Merry Valley and getting some answers from a gold dragon about the nature of Marcus and perhaps something from Soul's past as well. With a name like Merry Valley, it's got to be good. It's true. It is kind of nice there. So is there anything you guys want to do on the road or just start booking it? Do they have any tourist traps? Well, we can go over the route again real quick but there's not really a whole lot on the way. Okay. I like to disable the tourist traps. <laughs> give me a disable oh. give me a disable device roll, please. <laughs> Let's see. Aaron skills. <laughs> That's brilliant. Bravo. I just imagine Bravo. you going up to like one of those huge dinosaurs <laughs> that you can go inside of and you just like slice its head off. Put it down. Yeah. I love those. <laughs> Oh, well, that's too bad. Why did you do that? All right, Vera, you uh, successfully destroy a tourist trap on the way. <laughs> nice. You, uh, you, cut, <laughs> you cut some of the ropes holding it together, and the entire thing falls apart, and you have successfully destroyed the world's largest ball of yarn. Do you know that is the exact <laughs> same thing, thing I was thinking of? I was, that, I was thinking of the exact same thing well, you were about to This is like ancient times, so they've only gotten to like <laughs> a large fist. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're still trying. So right? It wasn't really that big a deal. No. <laughs> it's about the principle of the matter, really. Nobody's right. really been motivated yet to make a ball of yarn specifically large, so... Just, you know, specific, just, just, just large enough to use it. Yeah, right. just this one. Right. It, it's completely <laughs> nonsensical to do it any other way. Like, Some little old lady was like, you know, this might be the largest one in the world. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so, pull up the Southern Continent shitty map that I have yet to replace. It's on the My docket. favorite shitty map. It's on the docket to replace this one. I've, I've got one in the works that is going to be better than this. But I just wanted to run through this real quick. Um, if anybody wants to make some knowledge geography checks, I can give oh, you some... Oh, yes, please. I can give you some information that would be useful. So you all are familiar with Vil, the kingdom you've been adventuring in in this entire adventure so far, this entire campaign. Human kingdom... Pretty stable and self-sufficient, Germanic in culture. Um, lore yeah, you, you also have lore master if you want to use it. It's once a day ability. Do you really want me to use it? Right? Oh, Wait, you have like, sixty we're gonna be uses here, of it. Several. Yeah. Okay. 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 Calm down. <laughs> Fuck down. I'll use lore master. I'll done. There you go. Tell me everything. So a map is unfurled, and you all look at the continent map here. And you recognize Ville, of course, because that's where you've been adventuring. There's the Red Plains immediately to the west, where you met the centaurs. There's the Deadlands to the northwest, where your adventure started. 
There is the dry ocean to the northeast that separates Ville from the Kintao Empire to the northeast. Mm-hmm. There are the Bastion Mountains to the east, which is where you went up slightly into to mess with the mines around Wittingen. Ville's bordered on the south by two large forests. One's called the Great Vale to the west, and the other one is called the Jagged Torrents to the east. The road outside of Ville sweeps widely west of both of these forests because they're considered very dangerous places to be. Uh, to the south of that is a very large and wide valley that is a really um, inhospitable swamp known as the Zash Basin. I'll go ahead and show that on the map there. So if y'all see that little pin. And if you were to continue along the road, you would reach a crossroad right where the number 15 is. I don't know if any of you were seeing that or not, but uh, if you were to take the fork east, you would run straight into that purple line, which is the Great Wall of Kintao, which is an enormous wall the Kintao Empire constructed ages ago to keep people out. If you Then you guys are planning on turning south and continuing along the trade road. That would take you to where I wrote down the number 33, and that is the trade city of Zareth. Hmm. The trade city of Zareth is an independent city, so it's a, it's a city-state. It is by a lake known as Lake Rukmar, with a swamp nearby known as the, the Rukmare. And if you were to continue further south beyond that point, you would reach where I wrote number 48, which is the crossroads to go either west toward the Mary Valley or south toward the port city that reaches the Isle of Steam, capital of Whalercog, and the Isle of Steam. There you go. And then I'll just go ahead and I'll check out the pin there for the Mary Valley for you as well. So that kind of gets you an idea of your journey ahead. Alrighty. So, if there are no further questions or actions, we can get the travel started. Yeah. I don't really have anything specific I want to do during the travel, but uh, generally, Lovett <coughs> is in a funk. A funk? Yes. In fact, she's, like, curled up on... Well, first of all, always sitting as far away from the chest as possible. (laughs) But also, like, curled up into whatever corner is furthest from the chest. Huh. Okay. (laughs) Well, me and Vera are driving, so I probably wouldn't notice that. Hmm. Um, Oh, the other thing I was thinking is that... We probably don't want to simulate every single one with two months' worth, but something we have not been doing when traveling that we might want to start doing is taking watch taking shifts with that. Yeah, I have that written out in the order. There's a watch okay. order. Uh, if you open up the party sheet, there's a watch order section. The way you guys have arranged it, at least previous, was that first watch was Vera, second was Sol, third was Marcus, and fourth was Levette. Okay. So there's um, a watch order. Now, Karis will volunteer to join that watch order. Well, I think <coughs> we could probably break it down to two ships, or maybe three ships a night. Mm-hmm. Uh, because and it would be a lot more efficient to have pairs uh, because no <laughs> why what? no I don't like pairs either I'm, but <laughs> yeah they are gross like they're really like gritty and... yeah they're kind of <laughs> like it's like a it's I like really do pairs it's like an Dude. apple but it has sand texture and not okay. flavor and, yeah, only, and not I, good oh, flavor holy shit. Holy Why? shit, you're the first people I've met in forever who actually also don't like pears. No, it's no just I fucking hate pears. It's not just that I don't like pears, it's like, I don't understand them. It's like, why do people buy yeah. pears when apples exist? 
Yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, here's a thing that does everything this fruit does better in every like trackable way, <laughs> in every measurable aspect. This is a better fruit. Disagree insofar as it's easier to pull oh, out the course. top on a. Um, it's easier to pull out a top. That's the reason to buy pears. <laughs> okay. If if for some reason you're too damn lazy to get to be able to pull the and, top out, why do you not just why? lazy but prepared to suffer right. through an I, inferior fruit? I have a question. <laughs> what is what is the mechanical benefit of pulling yeah. the stem out? You're not uh, eating the, the stem. Arm. You're not even Hold eating close the to the stem. The, the mechanical benefit would have been if you were making the fruit, you would want to be able to remove the stem so that your fruit but and your seeds would be able to get pulled out and uh, dispersed. But what? pears are what in the robots. Ac- what How in the actual fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. So I didn't want to say that we should take watch in couples because that's a lot more implicative, but I guess that <laughs> gets the point across better right now. I don't think we would even necessarily have them be the same order every night because, you know, and otherwise people only talk to one other person. Well, I mean, you're discounting the fact that you're riding in a carriage together. Like, there's plenty of time to talk. That's true. But then you just have your one watch buddy that every night. I guess that works, sure. Okay, well, in that case, I, just... I want my watch buddy to be Karis. Alright, hold on. That means I'm technically... Oh. Souls fine by themselves. Okay, well, I can't... is also okay by the souls, but that's because they think Soul's angry with them. Well, Everyone I mean, Soul's, soul's thinking is just like, you need to sleep. You need more sleep than me. They're trying to be really nice. Yeah. They're like, Jesus, you guys have to sleep how many fucking hours? Oh my god, sleep. Jesus Christ. <laughs> And here's Marcus, like, do you mind if I sleep through twice my shift and not my shift? <laughs> I think we should have it where, like, for four hours at the beginning of the night, it's Sol and Vera. And then for, like, four hours at the end of the night, it's Karis and Levette. And for the rest of the time, it's just Marcus on his own. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> yeah, uh, Karis is fine with that. All right. <clears throat> She'll do the last watch with you. Okay. There's also marching formation. So you've got, like, Vera in the front, Sol's there, Marcus is there, Levette's there. I could use this for our our carriage placement. Side by side. Hmm? I always imagine Sol oddly on the right side, but what side would you prefer to be on? Of course, when we're, like, driving. Oh, I always imagine Sol on the left because... uh, Wait, no. Yeah, the right. Never mind. So the short side of their hair is looking at the other person so they can see the other person. Yeah, okay. We'll do that. Especially now because they only have one eye. Isn't it your right eye that? My right eye is gone. So should we switch you over to the left side now? Why? So you can see. Yeah, because I guess you're not actually keeping much watch. You're just watching Vera the whole time that way. Okay. My eyes aren't on the side (laughs) of my face, guys. Yeah. No, but when you cover one eye, you realize how much... Soul's not a fucking pigeon, so... (laughs) Yeah, but when you cover one eye, you realize how much it really does obscure. Yeah, especially for your peripherals when you're driving. Maybe Soul is a pigeon. That's mean and offensive. Oh, right, also you're a dead bird. Spoil their backstory, gee. Right, right, blue regard. So, you notice that, you know... Blue Regard. I, have you been taking care of Blue Regard? Have you been feeding Blue Regard every Probably day? Probably not! <laughs> no! So you sort He's of forgot. Dead. 
You you have a dead yeah. bird in a cage. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you want to? Soul doesn't understand that it's dead. Do you when wanna... did that start to smell? Not really. <laughs> It's, it's too small to really smell. Birds pretty, don't really smell when they're dead. It's yeah. pretty desiccated. Um, <laughs> so, do you, yeah. Is there anything you want to do with this dead bird? You want to give it a proper burial on the side of the road, or just like, throw or do it you out? not even realize it? Or do you just want to pretend it's still alive and keep it in a cage? Saul's <laughs> probably going to just pretend it's still alive. <laughs> what, do you just keep it in the cart, or what do you yeah. think's going on, Blue Regard? Shake, shake, shake. <laughs> nope, nothing. <laughs> okay. Thanks for your advice, though. Oh, he's sleepy today. <laughs> oh, jeez, what a tired bird. He's He's been tired for a while. <laughs> he's really, really tuckered out. Yeah, what a... Sure, this bird sure is tired all the time. Isn't that fun, something? That's sure funny. And, like, Karis is just, like, sitting there thinking you're all out of your fucking minds. She's not wrong. <laughs> like, what, what fresh hell is this? Yeah, you're the one who decided to get in a cart and go off in the middle of nowhere with us. Don't you don't fucking get to criticize us for this shit. <laughs> All right, so for traveling on a wagon, there's some things I'm gonna need to know from the party. Okay. Okay. We're in a carriage, by the way. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's a carriage. It's a it's carriage. A fancy wagon. Oh, I got a fancy ass carriage. Thank you very much. Oh, do you do you want to describe your carriage at all? Oh, can I? Please. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, the carriage has slight gilding on it, so it probably went a little fancier than they probably should have, but they wanted something that was a bit more like home. There's a special chest in the very back of the carriage where Alpha yeah, exists. Karis is always sitting next to that chest, by the way. Oh, it's in the back? Oh, she is? Okay. Yeah. She <laughs> so always like, I consider it like a backseat thing. Yeah, I wanna she's sit always sitting ne- near it. I want to sit next to her, but I don't want to sit near it. <laughs> well, so, that's unfortunate so, now, isn't it? So what do you yeah. do? So what do I you prob- do? I probably try to find, like... There's a back window. spot between those two points. Anyways, <laughs> there's a cushion on, like, every seating possible. So it's very soft. There's not exactly, like... Carpet, carpet, but it's like a thin layer of fabric, which I think is just velvet, probably, or, or a softer fabric of some kind, nicer than wood. And there's doors to our carriage, so like you can go in and out. There's some slight privacy. There's, of course, still like the sliding window. Well, before we didn't even have a window, practically was like a trail to Oregon buggy shit. <laughs> Anyways, now there's a opening to the front. Of the carriage, if someone needs to talk to Sol or Vera, who are almost always just driving together. They got a cushion too, though, so that's nice. And it's just one seat yep. together. And uh, yeah, there's there's little like step. Wait, like, is it like yeah, the ones with the door on the side that you step down? Yeah. Oh wow, I didn't realize it was that fancy. Nice. I spent five hundred gold on this thing. True, it's a good point. <laughs> it better be fancy. I thought you fancy. spent three hundred on it. No, that was. The original one? No, that was a hundred. The original was a hundred. I sold the old one so that I got it only for four hundred. Yeah. Well, no, I just sold the old one. (laughs) It's not a discount if you just sell the old thing. Like, where's where's your old car? Oh, we have a new car. Oh. (laughs) There's a little drawing of like a stick figure. (laughs) 
on the back? Yeah, for all of us. Oh my god. <laughs> it's on like the bottom of the chest, like it's just drawn in chalk or some shit. <laughs> Is Karis included? Sure. Oh my god. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. I don't know if Soul like mentally is actually like. Like this, she's not part of this family yet. Like she's still very new. They like Karis. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. She immediately became my adopted daughter. You're gonna have a lot of time with her. Have fun. Um, <laughs> and her great friend Alpha. Dude. Adopting an adult is so easy because I already have to deal with adult people baggage, so I'm used to it. You're a gnome. Well, I mean me. Oh, okay. Or are you saying I'm a gnome? Thank you. You are a gnome. <laughs> That's pretty much the gist of the new carriage. It, it takes four horses to drive it, though. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm going to just buy horses. the other two. Okay. Oh, what? You're buying things? And that's it. They're bought. Easy peasy. <laughs> Damn, that shade. There it is. <laughs> Horses bought. Okay. What are, their, uh, what are their names? I'll think of names soon. All right, so some questions I have from the party for your guys' stuff. Well, oh, wagons and carriage travel in general have different speeds. So would you guys like to go oh at my a, God. a slow pace, um, a normal pace, or a grueling pace? You fucking... Are we all going to? Oh my god. And then I also let you know how much rations you'd like to eat per day. Um, Oh my god. A a meager ration, a normal ration, or a filling ration? I hate you. (laughs) I I don't hate you. That's what I was expecting. Also, how many (laughs) spare wagon parts do you have? Motherfucker. How many spare wagon parts do we have? None. It's a carriage. Do you have, like, a backup wheel? Kyle! Do you have any wagon tongues? Beardy! (laughs) I know anything. What the fuck even is that? Those things fucking break constantly. So, is anyone anyone here a carpenter? (laughs) I am an engineer. There's only three types of people in the world anyways. Yeah, I'm a druid, so that's You're a farmer. Is anyone here a banker from Boston? (laughs) 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 That would have to be Levette. Levette, you're the closest (laughs) we've got. All three types of people. <laughs> okay, now that that joke has been successfully put into my heart and my bloodstream, <laughs> um, we'll probably go at a normal pace unless Levette says something. Because mm-hmm. why the fuck would anyone go a slow fucking pace? Well, just taking the scenery. Yeah, Ugh. you just don't want to tire yourself out, no. you know. I'm, I think we should go uh, at a normal pace. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then rations, I assume, would be normal as well, because I bought a hundred. All right. I mean, and I also have things. So. And your fucking gross-ass good beetles that everyone else was like, okay. And I'm over here like, no, I got rations. It's okay. I'm good. Vera's yeah, definitely just having, just having beetles. Yeah, that's great. And you have to watch that Ugh. shit. <laughs> I have to sit by you as you pop fucking beetles in your mouth like they're candy. Well, I mean, you can't see it because of your right eye, but you can definitely hear it. I can look. <laughs> oh. oh. Oh, God. I actually think, like, my stomach turned a little on that one. <laughs> oh, boy. I my, hope it comes through that up. while the recording. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well. Alright, so what I'm going to do then is I'm just going to roll some dice each day to determine whether there's a random encounter along the road for all of you guys. Okay. 
and uh, we're just going to kind of shoot through this at the pace we do. So here we go. Okay, so the first day outside of Hartenshin, you guys pass a troop of soldiers who are currently marching west on foot, and you guys are also traveling west along the road, and you're, you pass them. They have no real interest in stopping you. They're just heading out to reinforce Viscart Citadel. It's about, about roughly 32 soldiers. So okay. it's up to you if you want to do anything with them or not, but they're just, they're marching really? out to reinforce. Okay. They'll be like, I'm replacing your charge. Which one's, is Vitzgart Fortress Device? What, what's that's the one we were at. Yeah, okay. That's, yeah, that's the yeah. Citadel you were at that was attacked. Gotcha. And a lot of people died. A lot of yeah. people died. Yep. But you know, we didn't, so that's Holla! Really like... So we're passing people. Okay. So the next four days pass with very little interest taking place. You guys do pass a <laughs> landmark... And uh-huh. you arrive down here where there's this three-way road intersection. It's around a place known as Fuchdorf, and there is a very large castle uh, outside oh. of a small town. And the castle sort of looks dilapidated. It looks it looks old and not terribly well kept. So it sort of almost has a a creepy look to it. Like certain windows are damaged, and it just kind of looks. Ominous. It's sitting on a, a rise above the small town. Cool. Like, kind of uh, um, looks a little. Yeah the uh, the town near uh. it is a sleepy <laughs> a sleepy little village is sort of nestled in the lowlands around the castle. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, Karis, yeah. Karis sort of like <laughs> is is staring at it. Oh, go destroy it! It's a tourist trap. <laughs> that was for you. Oh, gotcha. You're the one who wanted to destroy trap. No, I, I just went over my disable head. Disable them. Oh. You wanted to disable them. Yeah. yeah. All right, so that will put... And then if you guys aren't going to stop at the town so, of so, Reitberg. Uh, Reitberg is mostly a logging town. They log the northern reaches of the Great Vale. But the lumber trade here isn't extraordinary, but it's enough that it warrants a town to exist. So they, uh, they produce a fair amount of timber for the rest of the kingdom. It's not like the primary timber resource for the kingdom, but it's it's a supplementary resource for timber. Anywho, if you guys aren't stopping, I'll keep rolling. Uh, anyone want to stop? I mean, we are on our way somewhere, so I, I don't think Vera would definitely say anything okay. about talking at a castle. Okay. What about Sol? Sol wouldn't say anything. They're right. just like, they seem kind of distracted. And they keep messing with these new gloves that they have. Hmm. But they seem oddly okay with traveling now, which I don't think they were before. Interesting. That's all I got for you. I think Vera would continuously be looking at the gloves, but they don't want to talk to you because they... It's like looking at a scar of someone, but you're like, do do I ask if, like, where they got the scar? Is that inappropriate? No, it's more (laughs) of that, like, oh, soul's angry at me. I don't, I don't want to fuck this up more than I already did. Well, Soul Soul's distracted. Probably looks a little daydreamy half the time. Also, by this time, I think Vera would turn around and ask, "Love it. What are we traveling to the Steam Isles for? In such a hurry?" I'm I'm not in a hurry and anymore, and I'm starting to. Soul turns much. back at the word of "not in a hurry anymore." Well, Sorry, what? I, I've led over this not so many more times, and I, I just kind of panicked at first. 
Um, but I thought that a Marcus was interested in heading to the Mary Vein, and we are in that direction. I think we should stop there first, actually. Stoll at first looked upset, and then looks like they calmed down when you mentioned going to the Merry Valley first. Well, I do want to go see the dragon, and I'm sure Marcus is very interested, too. Hell yeah! <laughs> Good to join us, Marcus. <laughs> and so, is it just been one day or a couple of days since we left? Uh, this is day five. Okay. Making it the night. So kind of like nudges Vera and is just like, so you doing okay? And I'd like to say this as well. We're like, of course, just having the carriage move because no one said we wanted to stay at that place. It's fine. Nothing too horribly new. Okay. Well, even like quieter than normal quiet. So I just want to check up on you. I'll be fine. Okay. Well, if you want to actually talk, just let me know. I'm here, obviously sitting next to you for like hours on end during the day. Probably like a few minutes after that, Vera would say, so uh, what's with the, uh, the gloves? Oh, I, um, they're new. Yes, yes, uh, thought so. I don't know, do you like them? They're kind of fancy, got some floof here, same color as my skirt. They're, they're nice. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and I've got like two finger holes like on my left hand, so it's easier for me to play my lyre while still wearing them. Vera will just be like nodding like, Yep. <laughs> Fashion. Yeah, I've had these for a while. I just haven't put them on until recently. Are you still wearing uh like are you wearing rings over? Not oh, over. No. Okay, it's underneath. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. All right. <laughs> and they continue in silence. <laughs> After the stirring revelation that is Soul's Gloves, you guys continue on. Quiet, beardy. <laughs> Quality content. Quality content today. Thanks for listening to our podcast. See you all next time. Later in the day, you hear a bird song. You hear a bird singing near, near evening nice. of day five. It seems to be coming from inside the carriage. Oh. Oh, shit. No, that's what Sol <laughs> and Vera hear. The bird uh, is coming from inside the house. On the inside of the carriage, you see that Karis has taken Blue Regard's cage and out of pretty much sheer boredom, uh, decided to reanimate the canary. That's Poor Karis. Karis is like, oh, I want to travel with you guys so I can practice my skills. <laughs> He's what just the hell? The wagon. So yeah, those of you those of you inside the carriage, which would just be Le- Levette and Marcus, mm-hmm. you see Karis during the trip has like managed to take this birdcage with a dead bird in it, and is kind of just like looking at it for most of the day, and then she'll like take out her journal and like look over some notes, pull out her spell book, flip through a few pages, look back at the bird, kind of think for a little bit, and then eventually get out some of this like powdered black material and, like, pour it on the bird itself, and then shoot some magic into it. And uh, Sol just looks inside the window. Its its feathers and flesh just sort of pop off in, like, a puff, leaving, oh a, my God. leaving a teeny tiny little skeletal bird that hops up and, like, ah! and, starts, tweet, and starts tweeting. No! <laughs> I love it. 
I love it. I um, I hate that it's necromancy, but I love it. Yeah, Levette's moping uh, dies down a little bit when, as this goes on because she's just so curious about it. And when, when the uh, birds like, oh, wow, that's cool. Soul pokes their head in. Um, what happened to Blue Regard? He's, uh... Karis looks like... Karis is like, I... Woke up. I fixed him. Soul, like, looks horrified. <laughs> he was fine! <laughs> <laughs> Karis opens the cage and holds their hand out and this little little tiny skeletal canary like hops onto her hand and she sets him on her shoulder. I mean, can you even call it a canary anymore because it doesn't have the rest of its part? I mean, it's still yes. a canary. It's just a skeleton. It just, it, it Skeletally continues, bird. It continues to sing. Um, <clears throat> actually, sing. there's no lungs. There's no vocal cords. Like, Soul, like, grabs their own. I, I thought you released him before. No, he's been with us the entire time. I have conversations with him. Have you fed oh. him? You're supposed to feed them? <laughs> They're just, like, wide eyes, like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't think Soul's ever owned a, like, pet. <laughs> I think the only reason they know you're supposed to feed horses is because they see people feeding horses. <laughs> it's not, like, even that they need it. It's like, oh, that's what you it's a thing you do, yeah. yeah it just makes him happy. <laughs> Soul shrugs. Is like what? He was fine. He he was most likely dead. No. I, I didn't mean to offend you. Uh no, it's it's okay. She um, she looks like genuinely wounded. Oh no! I'm sorry, small child. I did not mean to. It's fine, Curry's. You can do whatever you want with the dead bird. Really? Um, yeah, of course. Any- <laughs> like, Souls looks concerned. Anything? I don't know what that means, and I'm scared. <laughs> I'm excited. You can see some kind of, like, not. you can see kind of, like, wheels turning. I mean, if you're sure. Am I going to regret this? I-, I think anything we say we might regret at this point. We're already heading down south. <laughs> <laughs> well. Go for it. <laughs> okay. Uh, thanks. This is this has been a good talk. Here, um, you too. Karis tosses Blue Regard to Levette. Oh, Solik goes back and sits down normally in the front <laughs> and mumbles to Vera. It was my bird. I mean, well, you bought it, but you gave it to me. I mean, I was just using it so that uh, we could go through the mine. Yeah, and I took care of it. <laughs> did did you? I mean, he was in the cage. That's where they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be outside of cages. I'm fairly well, then why was he in a cage? Because we had to keep him with us. But why? Because otherwise he would uh, fly away as we were going to the cave. Then why was he in the cave? Soul doesn't understand <laughs> at all. I'll, 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 explain. I'll, I'll explain that stuff to... Soul looks Soul. so horrified that that's a room to take a bird into, like, a dangerous place. And they're just quiet for the rest of the day, just, like, with, like, the five-yard stare of just horrified. Yeah, I'm expecting this bird pretty closely, too. Okay, yeah, Karis tosses it to you, and it'll, <laughs> it'll sing for you. She explains that it's incapable of flight now, so oh. you'll have to carry it. Oh, it cannot fly, but they can... Uh, speak and uh, you know make noises. She nods. It's not really that hard to do that. 
the flight's a bit a bit trickier. But doable. She kind of scratches the back of her head. Theoretically? This is interesting to me. I'm uh, familiar with animation uh, for inanimate objects, but necromancy is still as a phone to me. Most of my automatons, I use a form of uh, summoning to bind a piano creature to them. But, uh, I've never thought of that magic exists for those purposes. Well, it's all pretty straightforward, I think, at least. Well, I would love to learn more about it. I'm not sure that I'm capable of practicing it, but the knowledge would be helpful. Well, um, if if you'd like, you can you can look through this. She picks up her spell book, kind of like runs her hand across the cover, and then hands it to you. I have a look of total reverence. I understand giving the what how much it means to give somebody your big book. I'll take it like really fondly. <laughs> like, well, thank you. If I remember correctly, summoners aren't really able to learn spells from books like that, right? Not really. Okay. I don't think so. I have to check, because uh, yeah, I've never considered that that might be possible, but I don't believe that. I believe they're more like sorcerers. Yeah, where they have a, con- a smaller controlled known list. Yeah, because I don't have to prepare spells, I'm pretty sure. No, yeah, you're a spontaneous caster, so... Okay, so uh, she'll hand you the book if you want to like flip through it. And she'll go through some of her other journals while you're doing that. That's nice. Levat and Karis getting along. We get to be nerd buddies. So I have a question, and it's something we didn't quite go over yet for the travel. Um, where slash how are you guys sleeping at night? Because the carriage is not really designed for sleeping, like a lot of people yeah. in it. So no, and it would also stink like shit if we slept in there. Um, I'd like to think we probably just sleep around a fire normally. Okay, so make a campfire, yeah, sleep around. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. I, I, I feel like I feel like Vera could sleep anywhere though. Well, yeah. Of course she could. She's probably happiest that we're sleeping outside. I like to I imagine probably... that, that, like they they wild shape <clears throat> into a bee and sleep somewhere like as a bee and a flower. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be cute. Little flower bed. Oh. Well, like, Except for that, it's so, a but... size bee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna ignore that fact and just pretend you're a cute little bumblebee. I still, I still say that it's like super, like soft. I don't want to touch you. Uh, I know. Bee. No, no. you'd be like disgusting. <laughs> you get away from me. So, where are we currently on our path, by the way? Uh, you were just outside of Fuchdorf Castle. I'm gonna go ahead and put a big X on the map. Okay. Where you are. Okay. I'm gonna <laughs> ping out a couple more days travel. All right. I don't like that. So, the following day, you guys see some people walking along the road, uh, heading in the opposite direction, so heading toward you guys. Okay. Um, They're wearing uh, uh, robes, and they have long, nondescript, kind of brown, black robes, and they have long sticks that they're leaning on. Like, law, like basically quarter stabs. Would I be able to tell what kind of people they are? Like if they're nomads or something? Like, um, yeah. Go is ahead that and a give, thing? You can give me a, a perception check, everyone, and I'll, I'll okay. 
tell you what you can kind of see. 20! All right. Yeah, 20! You got a net 20 Woo! soul. So, soul, you see these guys are wearing robes that are green. They're green or brown or somewhere in between. And there's three of them. Two male, one female. They're traveling along the road. They have sort of unkempt hair. Each of them has like a necklace that is joined basically a rope or possibly even plant fiber loop that hmm. joins in the bottom with a carved piece of wood in the shape of an oak tree. Um, Would I know what that oak tree thing is? Yeah, it's a holy symbol, and also they're barefoot. Is that Eden? Yeah. Is that... Yeah. yeah. So leans yeah. back to the cart. Hey, Marcus, we got some Eden followers coming our way. You see these three figures... Marcus, you notice that they appear to be wearing uh, holy symbols of Eden, and they are dressed as, in sort of a typical, or almost stereotypical druidic fashion. Oh, well. Marcus takes great interest and hails, uh, essentially give the greeting that a follower of Eden would give. Is there a word for something like that? Is there a phrase? Just sort of like um, a, a blessing or something within scripture. So exactly, you think of it as be like seeing someone being like you know peace unto you or something, right? Exactly. So something that would match that religion. Uh, so give me a knowledge religion check. Yes, ma'am. yes, sir. Beardy <laughs> <laughs> is now mommy apparently. Apparently, I'm, okay I'm mommy DM now. Uh, fourteen. Alrighty, you give them a a standard blessing greeting uh, from within church doctrine, and the three of them kind of stop and give the response back and ask, what brings a, a cleric of Eden out to these parts? Well, we're on our way down to, well, both the Mary Valley and to the Steam Isles, as, as mm-hmm. you said? The, the Steam Island, yeah. The, the, Steam, the Steam Island. Island. It's just one. Yeah. We keep both pluralizing it. It doesn't matter. Ah. Uh, going, going home, are we? Well, you could say that. Hopefully. Well, the journey is long and Sometimes fraught with peril. What brings you guys this direction? We are journeying from the Great Vale to the lands of Vil. We we are seeking to grow our numbers, and we seek converts from the human lands. Well, there's plenty to listen. um, What's the face that Vera makes at that? Just scrunched up, just... Ugh. Um, <laughs> do they know where they're going, or do they need some area? Can we mark down on their map? That no, no, they're, they're well aware of, of the land. Well, wonderful. But they thank you for the offer of assistance, though. I give them... They say that if uh, once you get beyond the Jagged Torrents, though, the road does not become any less dangerous. The area north of the city of Zareth has been plagued with ogres recently. Oh, dear. Oh, no. No. We're heading right there. No. Oh, booger. Fuck. Uh, There's only, like, one bridge, I'm pretty sure. Oh, uh, any news from the Merry Valley? None that I have of recent, no. Any news from uh, the Steam Isle? He shakes his head no again. All right. I think I'd like to give them some gold and send them what's-her-name's ways and have them mention us and so that she'll take care of them. So what's her name? You're, you're sending the religious, like, missionaries to... To a mafia lady? She will protect them and make sure that nothing comes harm to my fellow... Oh, uh, not really. Followers. Not necessarily. She yes, didn't just... You. <laughs> you think Why? that kind of, of really... a crime boss? 
I don't think you have the same pull as Sol does. <clears throat> um, I had a good conversation. Mention us, not just me. Soul so, smirking. I have that pull for a whole lot longer. No, probably not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Alright, so uh, how much gold were you going to give them? Uh, I'd give them 50 gold. Okay. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so generous. It's called tithing. Yeah. Okay, so I've taken 50 gold off your character sheet. Uh, they thank you t- for your generous donation to the cause, and um, in exchange, they're going to uh, they're going to cast some spells, Sweet. both on your animals and on the wagon itself. Cool. And then one of them is going to reach into their pack, and they're going to pull out a a small leather sack of berries, and they're going to hand them to you. Berries. Yum. Berries. Each one can fill the stomach of a grown man. <gasps> yeah. They're good berries. I mean, we don't really need them. Um. They're, well, they're better than beetles. Well, I'll That's tell you, uh, Marcus, if, if it's going to fill the belly of a grown man, Marcus will be fed for, for a while. Us small people will be fed for a good long time. Thank you guys. Thanks so much and even with you. Okay. So. Just in case you were curious, the uh, the leader of the group of druids uh, introduces himself as a Erdan. 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 E R D A N. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, like Eden, but like Erdan. No, I like that. <sighs> so, uh, yeah. So he wishes you all luck, and the, the spells they cast on your animals and on your carriage seem to fix any wear and tear on them. As well as uh, make the animals seem a bit more healthy, invigorated. Yeah, so they seem um, to have, uh, have tip. Basically, they, they they did some general maintenance on your stuff. Like a good carpenter. Yeah, like you got the oil changed. Would that be a name that I might recognize as a knowledge religion? Abilities, skill. There we go. Skills, knowledge religion. Yeah. Uh, Twenty one. The name does not ring a bell. Rats. Sorry. Specific roster of clergymen is a pretty hard DC. It's like, it's like rabbits. Just so many of them. Only a 20. <laughs> well, the, the DC for that would have been probably a 25 or above to pick out a specific roster member of a specific circle of druids on a specific thing. I mean, that's that's pretty granular for like church organization. So are most people who follow Eden druids Yes. Most of them are druids. Wow, Marcus sure is weird, huh? Yeah, there's also... I mean, there are also clerics, because people have to spread Eden's guidance in civilization as well as in the wilderness. But Eden's most powerful in the wilderness. So they will bid you adieu and continue on their journey. Alright, so that will take us on to the next day. So nothing much is going to happen for the next roll after that. So that's going to put you guys... Outside of the Great Vale, the closest point to the forest that the road ever reaches. So just off the road to your left is the beginnings of a very large forest that seems pretty ancient. It's an it's an old, old forest. Knowledge nature. And we, we know that there's weavers and stuff. That's the other forest. Okay. But this one's also dangerous, I'm pretty sure. None of them are friendly. Okay, Knowledge Nature, you got a, an 11 plus 7 and 18. So Marcus, you know that this forest is 
appears to be ancient and at the same time well-tended. You feel a sort of a connection to natural... Pl- oh, you actually don't. Scratch that. You, you should feel a connection to this place. You feel like in a past life you may have, but... I feel nothing. Oh. For some reason, this place <clears throat> just feels like any other place to you. And you also, you have been feeling a little bit more drained Morose. than usual. Just because there's like, there's no one around. And it's kind of odd. And a necromancer. Because you, really, you don't really remember <laughs> feeling this way in the before times, right? All the, all the memories you have before right. you... And all, all of your memories before Edge, you don't remember ever feeling like a sense of emptiness when you're out in nature. But you definitely feel it now. That's weird. I can't wait to find out. I'm so excited. Well, you're on your way. <laughs> so, today, we're right next to that forest, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there isn't anything that happened when we're just about getting ready for camp, Sol kind of, like, looks at everyone and is just like, So, I've been doing a fair amount of shifts just now and in the past. And I was wondering if you guys would mind if I just slept in the carriage tonight. I know that might be a little weird. That he's fine. He was snuck in up here to and there myself. I didn't know that we were making a big deal out of it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's okay. It's okay. I just, I would just like to curl up and just have one morning where the sun just isn't on my face when I wake up. Just a little less, you know. Why? Why not? It's just not my thing, Vera. That's all. Shrugs. Shrug. <laughs> but thanks, guys. I really appreciate that. Oh, of course. Uh, like Soul, Soul gives Levette a happy pat on the head, and then goes to like touch Vera's shoulder, and then is like, <laughs> I don't think you're into that. Um, <laughs> they go into the carriage and curl up for a bit. All right, like a cat. So the evening winds on. Who is keeping watch that night? Uh, I believe. Uh, so let's, well, let me just pull up the full watch list. So, how about? Marcus and Vera, and then Karis and Slavet. So I'll just want to put a break. Okay. In that case, I need a perception from Levet. Well, I'm not actually going to watch. I'm going to make Archie do it. All right. Give me a perception. <laughs> give me because a perception. I'm. Oh from yes, Archie. I will give. You, I'll give you one. Um, but I'm going to be moaning about stuff to to Karis during that time. Okay. Well, like what? Um. <laughs> I guess Archie's more invested in our conversation. Yeah. Holy shit. So what um, What did you want to talk to Karis about? Well, at least I'm really confused right now. I've been... I just wanted to talk to you about this. I've had so many things going not the way I expected. I feel like I've my entire journey was the one thing I thought could be the redeeming feature of my life. Not but not in... I can't even focus about it because the only thing I can think about is sorry how much I screwed up with them and how much I wasted my time. Well, I mean, I guess the way I look at it is you, you got a letter from your parents, right? Yeah. And they want you, right? I think so. Well, then, I mean, I could imagine worse situations. I think so. I suppose. It, it's, it can't even focus on that thing. I, and I'm terrified to actually go back and see them. 
I was not ready to go back to Ophelia. I was more prepared to not come back at all. Well, my experiences with families are limited, but I mean, it sounds like they're the sort of people that would accept you no matter what. I sure hope so. I don't really remember. It's been a very long time since I've seen either of them. So, you said you were preoccupied with soul? Yes. I was being blind this entire time, and it was only in the last moments when everything was too late for me that I realized what was happening. Because Saul was with Siva? Well, it sure seems that way. I mean, I guess look on the bright side. We're outside of Hartenshin, so they're not really together anymore. (laughs) Really benefit me. So he's one whose mind wanders frequently. And... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I also have busted... So I went ahead and went by the math you said before and quietly bought a couple of wine bottles. Cool. uh, If that's cool. And I'm going to bust one of those open and start drinking it down. (laughs) Great watch, people. Doing that when we're on watch? Alchi has got it. He's fine. Is that... Well, she kind of shrugs. I guess if that's the case, she she reaches her hand out to take one of them from you. Oh, yeah. Sure, yeah. Um, you should... What about Alpha? Can he keep watch for us as well? Um, yeah. Hold on one second. She stands up and kind of walks over to this cloaked figure that's just been standing like stock still near her and she like whispers something to him and then sits back down pops the cork out of the bottle of wine and starts drinking it yeah he'll worst. <laughs> he'll defend the spot even if i fall asleep now worst oh. watch people yeah. ever <laughs> i know <laughs> <laughs> you sound so proud of that i know yeah. i love it although i you know truth be told she kind of looks over at, at Alpha just standing there. I really... I could use a second one, you know? I think... I think I could just need maybe one more. What would that entail? Well, I mean, I need the raw materials. So, <laughs> let me know if you see a graveyard on the way, okay? Oh, uh, sure. I mean... And she shrugs. Or maybe we'll get lucky and we'll find a dead body. Or we'll get unlucky and we'll make a dead body. So... <laughs> I, it's pretty I fucking dark. <laughs> have some, it's true to our experience, though. True. I have some questions, and I I just don't seem to quite be on the same wavelength as most people, so maybe I could get your opinion. Yes, of course. A lot of people seem, well, on edge about what I do, and it just it feels natural to me, so I kind of feel... Like, it's a judgment against me personally. I'm really bad at thinking about this. I'm sorry. Um, I, I guess I'll, I'll rephrase it. If if something were to happen to one of you, should I not do anything with, with the body? Like, just as an example, say, say we were fighting something and you died. Yes. And I had a split second to react, and I could either run away 
and put everyone at danger, or I could bring your body back and maybe stop whatever was happening. What what should I do? Well, if I die, you I have my permission to use my corpse. But please, do not resurrect any of the others. I don't want to see that. Well, it, I wouldn't be as bothered by it with Marcus, but I don't think it will work with him. <laughs> well, she kind of thinks about it. I mean, I don't see why he it wouldn't work. Of a zombie. Well, I, I don't know what he's I mean, going if, on with If him. anything, it might be easier to bring him back. I mean, he, apparently, I mean, if what you guys are saying is true and he doesn't have a soul, I could bring him back right now, I could animate him, but he's still alive, so the whole thing makes no sense. You know that, right? Okay, well then, let's not do that. Uh, I, so don't reanimate any of them. But have my finish to play myself. Now I'm kind of curious. What if I just try to reanimate him right now? Oh, oh my god! <laughs> she, takes like a, she takes like a long drink of wine. Because if he doesn't have a soul, and then she starts like running calculations through her head and like mumbling <laughs> to herself. She sort of grows distant and becomes lost in thought. Oh. Uh, Galice? Oh, sorry. Yes? Oh, I just used... I, uh, you kind of zoned out there. Sorry, Without I was trying to figure out how much powdered onyx I needed to use on him. I mean... <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I am... I was reading through your notes earlier, but I don't understand it conceptually completely. I was wondering, though, if there was a way to combine our specialties. After, as I am kind of understanding it, you, the comment is animated. Do you want to make core. some kind of cog zombie? Well, that is ultimately kind of the idea, but hopefully something that doesn't look like a zombie. She kind of, like, smiles. She, like, grins, to, like, toothy grin, as she thinks about this. I cannot realistically reproduce what has happened with Archibald. I don't understand how he works. So, But uh, if I am going to produce an hunting army for the village people, if that is a thing that's going to happen, this might be the solution. So I could use necromancy and create sort of the core or shell of this thing and then it would be augmented with with your technology? Both augmented and disguised. Uh, as you have noted People are not completely receptive to your technique. Well, okay. So, I could do that, but the problem is a willpower has to direct something, right? If it's mindless, it has to be directed by someone's mind. Otherwise, it just becomes chaotic and would just attack anything alive, or anything at all, really. And that's really dangerous, and you should never do that with with anything. I mean, that's... It's irresponsible. And I can only control so much. I mean, after a while, it just sort of makes me dizzy if I try to make too many things. it It's happened a few times before. Um, it sort of happened in that, in that, in the graveyard when you all found me. I probably raised a bit too much that day, and I'm really worried that maybe some of the things slipped away. Really? Maybe. That's not good. I don't think anything but... got away, but I think... I think I sent everything back. Well, if it did, we um, (laughs) we are not now, and we're not going to be able to do anything about it. I was pretty drunk at the time. I'm sure. Maybe Ziva will use this as an opportunity to test drive my machine. 
because uh, that make, make short work of zombies. Well, so that was my point, though. Is I don't know how we're going to replace an entire army because after, honestly, after maybe a few dozen, she starts to run some numbers in her head, and before she Wait. pushes, before she pushes the not... thought out, um, before I would lose control of them, someone someone would have to control them. That could be solved as an engineering problem. As long as they are animated, as long as they are producing movement, I could design the machine so that it tracks those movements in a correct fashion. She kind of like yeah. We're gonna make a we're gonna make a Frankenstein's army. Here. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So she's um she's just kind of thinking about it. She's like, I let's make one first and then see how that goes. Okay. I agree. A prototype. And uh, what shall we name our future prototype? In in the characteristically uncreative uh, <laughs> state that she's in, she says, "We should probably call it Prototype One." <laughs> then, Nailed it. What? And <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> but I mean, I've never been one for creative names, <laughs> right, Alpha? The hooded figure, like. Does not move at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. She says to herself. <laughs> I mean, Whew. my part of this whole thing would be fairly easy, so I imagine you have the harder job for this project. Yeah. So well, what? Give maybe something to distract me while we. I've actually been thinking about something else. I've been thinking of a new project as well, and I'm not 100% sure if it will work, but the idea came to me earlier in the carriage when I asked if it was okay what I'd done, and they told me that I could just, you know, I could do whatever, and then I started thinking about it, and I realized that, you know, that, that tiny canary skeleton is really not that much different fundamentally from, say, Alpha Skeleton here. And I thought to myself, what if I could amalgamate things, right? What if I took the, the component Play parts... Well, right. What if I took the hybrid parts of, of, of two different skeletons and, you know, interlocked them in such a way to make new properties, make, make something with new capabilities? I do not know much about biology, but this is very intriguing. I mean, I don't think it would be all that much more complicated than than raising one skeleton. I mean, it would use more materials, of course. I wonder if to... this process could be reversed. Maybe that's where centaurs come from. She giggles. What the fuck? <laughs> and why do they have two rib cages? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, I suppose if we run into any centaurs, you can ask them. I probably will not. I have the feeling they would not be terribly receptive to that question, based on past experience. What a loss for science. <laughs> I could ask Harpies, though. They'd probably be cool with it. <laughs> They'd be like, no. <laughs> no, that's that's bullshit. What's wrong with you? <laughs> and then I claw your eyes out. I mean, maybe. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to take it that far. <clears throat> Well, that was disturbing mm-hmm. as just a person listening awesome. to this. Really <laughs> Yikes. Hmm. So yeah, so this sort of leaves like Karis like scribbling in her journal 
as she's framing out a skeleton, and if you kind of look over her shoulder, Lavette, you can wow. see what she's you can see what she's sketching out, and she's apparently sketching out a skeleton with four arms, capable of wielding four swords at the same time. I am oh, not oh, looking oh. over her shoulder because I am crazy sketching uh, my own <laughs> design my obsession log. Alright, so the two of you, like, completely neglect your watch duties, and time passes, you eventually, like, the sun comes up, and, you know, it, it becomes time to kind of rouse everyone from their sleep. Uh, make perception checks, everybody. Everybody? Yeah, everybody. Alright. 24. 24 from Vera. 14 plus 10. I gotta, I gotta figure out where perception is in between knowledge and perform. Oh, wow, I got a 15. Good job. 3 plus 12, 15. <laughs> hey, Archul got a nat 20 to make 29. up for that 3. Good job. Ooh. Which is good, because I don't think I'm... I'm still probably a little drunk. Okay, okay. Uh, Karis is also somewhat toasted, and she's not even going to make a perception check. So, let me roll for Marcus. And he gets a 4 plus 9, 13. So, Archie is going to kind of, like, they're standing there in, like, the early morning hours, and Archie kind of, like, walks over to you and says something, but you're, you know, kind of drunk, and uh, he kind of, like, looks around and then goes back to what he was doing. I don't know what he said. No! (laughs) Can I make a perception check to hear, to understand him? Nah, it's, it's fine. So... Um, Can I make a linguistics check? Okay. <laughs> um, you hear the carriage door. Uh, and oh, uh, the chest. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> you see Soul, like this, the tail end of Soul going into the carriage. Okay. Hmm. I guess. Uh, oh, I don't know. Like, isn't Soul driving? Who's diving? We're not driving right now. We're just waking no, up. Everyone's just waking up. Oh. I thought Sol was sleeping in there while we were watching. Okay. Oh, they were. All right, I'll go check in the carriage. Okay, you knock on the carriage door, or do you just want to open it? I'll open it, because I, I think that w- I'd rather be quiet and just open it a little bit and peek in and be like, oh, are you sleeping again, or what's up? Okay, you uh, open it, and you see Sol standing there, kind of like, not sure half what. Half-dressed? Yeah, go for it. Uh, so Sol's kind of half-dressed, and they kind of look like they're, like, curling their clothes, like, wringing them out a little. Mm-hmm. And they look back, and, and they've got their shirt off, and pretty much they just have their, their pants on and their binding. And they look back and, like, um... Slam the door shut. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like About 10 or 15 minutes go by, and then Sol eventually comes back out. Their clothing's kind of damp. By this point, everyone in the party's awake. Good morning, everyone! How was the evening? Good morning, sorry. How was your night? It was productive. That's good. That's good. Although I do seem to keep stumbling across the same old problems. Uh-huh. Soul looks like their mind's somewhere else, but they're trying their best to be in this conversation. But they look like they're in a very good mood. How are you? I'm doing great, to be honest. I Sleeping slept in the really well. Was it good? Yeah. You said you do that from time to time? Just a little. 
know. Well, it totally makes sense. And besides, I think it's a great idea once in a while. Not all the time, but it just felt like a well-needed rest. I really appreciate you letting me do that. I, don't I, I won't do it too often. It's quite so damp, so that is a little surprising. Their uh, ears go down. I um <clears throat> may have accidentally slept walked in the evening and ended up in a bunch of dewy grass. Anyways, but falling asleep was great. Karis looks up from their journal, looks you like up up and down, and kind of like squints, and then goes back to their journal. Okay, so. Yeah, I'm really sorry about that. It won't happen again. I'll try not. I'll I'll just lock myself in next time. <laughs> <laughs> that way, it can't happen. But uh, I, I don't plan to sleep in the carriage for a while. Fine. Okay. How how was the watch? Do you Kelly's. have fun staring out in the open? We designed an abomination. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it was fun. Kellis, can I talk to you for a moment? Sure. Oh, was I, okay, was I, I not supposed aside. to talk about the abomination? Oh no, that's not the problem. Kellis, I can't do this. I can't travel like this. I can't handle you. What do my months? What's wrong? What's going on? <laughs> I just kind of look like, oh, if, if you don't know, that I can't expl- I'm it, not going to explain it. Is it because Soul's clothes were damp? Uh, so like starts to kind of like shuffle away like they're like I think you guys need a private moment and I'm not really sure what happened so I'm just gonna and they like go to like wake up Marcus and stuff Lavette if you if you feel so strongly about soul you need to say something or do something about it she kind of shrugs I mean like you said soul's <laughs> sort of flighty but you know maybe if you did some kind of big romantic gesture, I'm really bad at this kind of stuff. I tied that, and um, they just kind of neutralized it really hard. Like what? What did you do? Uh, you made hear a little jingling noise from time to time. It produced a little music box. This is true. Sol does like to take it out once in a while when they're just driving and like ring oh. it, like. Every time they play it, though, then Lovett looks, like, visibly anxious. and. Oh, no. Well, that's too bad. You're in the back seat. I can't (laughs) see you. Yeah. Woo! That that does sound like a nice gesture. Does Sol know what your intentions were with it, though? I don't really know. I really don't have any idea. Well, maybe you should be more upfront with it, then. Maybe if you told Sol how you feel... I kind yeah. of sent some bully attempts to keep me at arm's length, so... Oh. Like I said, I'm not really good at this sort of thing, so... I know. I I'm sorry like that... I have to talk to anyone else about it. Well, I mean, what about Vera or Marcus? Don't... I don't really... They, they don't, like, understand me. They don't really... I don't think they like me. Why not? <laughs> you seem like an upstanding gnome. I understand. I said the C word. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think this group huddle is gone too long. We're starting to look suspicious. Oh. Sol's like, gotten the others, like, is looking for Vera and trying to figure out where Vera fell asleep. <laughs> like in a tree. <laughs> she's right in front of you. It's there? just that you don't notice them or notice her because she's a bee. Yeah, they're looking at the, the grass, not up. They're like, <laughs> yeah. where the fuck is Vera? 
Era! You see a tiny bed made of leaves with a bee tucked into it. Well, like a rat-sized bee. Yeah, a rat-sized bee with like a, that has like a flower as a pillow. Aww. Aww. <laughs> so like kind of goes over and gets too close like a little kid in a candy store. A, a grass-knit uh, blanket. <laughs> a grass-knit blanket. Insects don't expand and condense when they breathe, do they? Hmm? Like you can't see insects breathing. They, they can some, it depends on the type I'd, I'd of say, insect. Quote unquote pulsate. <laughs> yeah, they can, it's more like a pulsation or like um, an undulation. Like their 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 body is like segmented in such a way that it kind of like expands and contracts slightly. So you see this um, tiny rat sized bee gently undulating, is what you're saying? Yeah. No, pulsating is gross. Pulsating. Pulsating. Gently pulsating. Yeah. <laughs> Gently pulsating. As, as, okay. as chitinous as, as sheaths slide across one another. Yes. Ugh. To create, like, an artificial suction to move air in and out of its uh, body cavities. Or move, well, move liquid through its body cavities, rather, because it's not moving air in. It's, it's, it's moving oh. its... Um, it's uh, I, I tell you the term is ichor. It's moving its ichor through its body. And that's what transports, you know useful material and waste products through its body. Insects are fun. Dude, you're just Era. as gross. <laughs> you're just as gross being as in humans? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. We're way like grosser. We're way yeah. grosser. Are you kidding? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Can I wake Vera up? Vera. <laughs> just like, like, just well, you get it out of the form. <laughs> like, way too close now. It's just like, Hi. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to wake you up like that. I didn't... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I... And like, Soul just got like pushes Vera to like get out of like the closeness. Okay, that was weird. Good morning. It's time to go. Okay. Did you sleep well? I'm so fine. Good. I slept really well too. What's good? Why? Why? <laughs> um, I slept walked, and I ended up being in a pretty high grass field so it was very dewy and then I kind of must have rolled a bunch too. So do you need me to give you your change of clothes? Soul kind of looks nervous. I don't have a change of clothes. Oh no? Oh, that's strange. Okay. That's such a dirty hobo thing. (laughs) Excuse me. And like Vera's like, I accept this. (laughs) Why would you need another pair of clothes. Well, I mean, when I left home, I only had enough time and I ripped up a dress and made this. Like, so, like, looks very proud of their makeshift craftsmanship that's pretty much just being held together with a bunch of belts. It's much more practical. <laughs> Thank you. And I can always turn my uh, my skirt into, like, a shawl or a blanket or a pillow. That's what I did last <laughs> night. It was a pillow. Wait, was it, though? Did- does everyone else have more clothes? What's, what's Yeah, what does you, everyone you else do? have more clothes? Your shirt has. My oh, skirt. No, you, I know. Oh, well, okay. What? No, no, nothing. Just, you know, the skirt's wet as well. And like, <laughs> Soul kind of like bunches it up behind them. It's just like, and it appears I carried it with me. <laughs> Anyways, onto the road, right everyone? And Soul, like, skips over to the front of the cart. Carriage. 
Who's ready to go on an adventure? Wait. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> we'll get onto the uh, front of the cart. Yeah, because we're driving buddies. All right. Well, the party will move on then. Uh, everybody loads back up into the carriage and continues along the road. I'm going to roll a couple more die to check a few more days here. Awesome. Okay. So you guys make it five more days, which will take you to the 14th of November. So okay. this spot I'll mark on the map. So yeah. I'm assuming that a lot of the evenings, at least during the watch times, Soul's just kind of been doing singular ones to kind of let as many people as possible sleep for as long as possible. And then they kind of like, they do like a half sleep kind of like while they're driving where they trust Vera pretty much completely at this point mm. to drive. So like once in a while they'll take a small nap and then get back and drive and then they'll sleep in the middle again. Okay. So on the- But fifth- they've been doing a lot of watches. Sure. So on, on that fifth day, you find something during your travels. Um, oh. So this road is the trade route between Ville and the city of Zareth. And the city of Zareth and then everything south of us, the Mary Valley and the Steam Islands. It's not like a heavily, heavily traveled trade road, but it is still a trade road. Along the road in front of you, as you're traveling, you can see a wagon train. Hmm. So there's probably, we'll say three wagons. So not a huge wagon train, but three wagons, some sort of small trade caravan probably. But it's, okay. uh, but it's not moving. It sort of just stops. And it's the middle of the day. So that's kind of strange. Maybe they're having lunch. Maybe. Um, you don't have to stop a cart to have lunch. I mean, I don't know. Some people are more simple. Do I see anything you strange see, about? You see no one. You see no movement of any kind. I'd like to do a perception check if that's okay, unless it's not necessary, and then oh. I'll fuck off. No, please please do a perception check if you'd like to. To, to kind of As a 27. A 27 perception check. So you look, and one thing that is, that is very strange is for three wagons, you would imagine there to be quite a few people. Mm-hmm. You, however, don't see any movement of any kind. There's no people, there's no, there's nothing moving around. Even the wagon animals are also missing. The beasts of burden that would be pulling the wagons, like if they were using horses or oxen, are also gone. There doesn't appear to be anyone there. Oh, that's not what they <laughs> wow! <laughs> However, the, the wagons drunk. the wagons themselves seem undamaged. Soul looks kind of uncomfortable. Where the heck is every one and thing? There's nothing here other than the wagons with shit in them. Okay, so would you like to approach closer? Personally, no. <laughs> okay. You uh, you but can make that depends on the rest of the party. Well, Okay, so you well, have options here. You guys could you guys could approach closer and see what the issue is. Uh, alternatively, you could swing around wide to either the north or the south and go around this in case that it's like a trap or something dangerous. What does everyone think? Should we approach? Should we go around? Mm-hmm. I think our cart's just kind of stopped currently, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, a bit away. Stopped. Yeah. Could we send something in for a recon? Like, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, t- I tap my apiary. Hummo. Buzz buzz. <laughs> buzz buzz, bitches. <laughs> Would you check out the um, cart, see if there's anything over there? Okay, Make so sure there's... Uh, follow-up question. 
your link with Hummel, is it still an empathic link or is a full telepathic link? Can you talk with him? He understands English or uh, village. Uh, sure, sure. But I usually will ask him questions, like yes, no questions, and mm-hmm. have him relay that via like via dance, via dance. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Otherwise, I do is like speak with animals, but I don't have that on me right now. Okay. So yeah, Hummel has an intelligence score of six. He's not stupid. I mean, he's slow, <laughs> but he's not stupid. Oh, he's right. not as smart as Archie. No, he's also a bee. Um, <laughs> so... It's true. <laughs> but I'm just glad that Archie is smarter than something. I'm just saying, like, a normal bee has an intelligence score of zero, so he's a pretty That's fucking smart bee. Uh... That's true. But most automatons also don't have an intelligence score. All right, so you, you, send, <laughs> you send Hummel out to te- check out what, what's going on out there, and... He comes back a few minutes later and lands near you, like lands on your hand or whatever. So, did you find anything? Uh, he dances for no. Well, he didn't see anything. Do you want to approach the carriages or carts? Yeah, they're basically the three covered wagons. A- any signs of any struggles or anything? I'm asking um, Hummel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Buzz for yes. Hmm. This, this seems like there was some kind of struggle there. So. Like, someone's been taken from this place then? And everything else is left? He he does his dance that's sort of like a circle. So I'm assuming he has a dance for yes, a dance for no, and a dance for I don't know. Yeah. Or unknown. He dances the unknown dance. Soul seems surprised that he I responds like that. to them. <laughs> and they look really excited. Like, he knows what I I'm really saying? like the phrase holding. He the dances the dance. unknown dance. Yes. <laughs> I'm keeping that. <laughs> Hummel dances well, the unknown dance. We we are next to the Jagged Torrent, so... And Let's just go around to the south, not close to the forest. Unless you really want to go and look inside, though. I mean, there's nothing... It'd be theft to take anything. I agree. And Hummel didn't see anyone, so no one's there. Maybe they'll come back? Even though there are signs of struggle? Oof. I highly doubt it. Well, we're not thieves, right? Correct. Zola looks back at the party and is like, Is it okay if I go around? Karis peeps up. Do you think there could be, um, materials there? Can you sense them? <laughs> <laughs> she, like, looks at you like, like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> like, like, Soul just kind of shrugs, like, I don't even know what... No, I don't just sense them. Okay. I mean, Hummel said there wasn't any bodies. Hummel Hummel dances the unknown dance. (laughs) Or he's not sure if there are any bodies. What? Do you want me to check it out? Just be safe. I will. I'll turn into a tiny bee. Okay. Tiny-ish bee. Hummel will ride on Uh your back. Like he's riding noble some sort of steed. Yeah, like your your noble steed. One of his arms is like flailing oh, in the air above him. I love that. I, I love that. As they be, can I understand Hummel? Um, no, it does not give you Damn the it. to speak with animals. Okay, sorry. That's all right. It is worth a try. That's it's true. It is all right. I, so you so uh, I'll like fly on top of the uh, carts and then make my way delicately around, being very cautious. Okay, make a perception check, please. Hummel is too drunk and falls off. 
Okay, you got 16. a six. Six plus ten, sixteen. You look around the area, and this is definitely the site of some sort of battle. It appears that this wagon train was attacked very suddenly. You see a lot of marks on the ground, uh, a lot of uh, footprints, blood stains. You see some dropped weapons, like a, a couple of like standard short swords just cast across the ground. Except they're not stained with blood. Like, the blood stains are just on the ground. There's a weapon that's stained with what looks like a sort of a dried white residue. Would I recognize this at all? Uh, give me a knowledge nature, please. Got this. <laughs> Come on. Okay. Well, you got an 8 plus 4, 12. Can you give me that, too? Are, if you, if... are you there and looking at it? Oh, sorry. What no. is this, Marcus? What is this? <laughs> do you? I mean, you can head over there if you want. Mm, not yet. Please don't yet do it yet. But do what no, Marcus does. But do what yet. Marcus does. What does a not Marcus yet. do? Mar- Marcus, Marcus runs away. Safe. Marcus stays Marcus safe. Does not run away. Marcus, Marcus stays, stays safe. safe. Marcus, Marcus <laughs> stays with the stays with the caravan. All right. It looks like some sort of dried iker, maybe. Is, is it any way reminiscent to the weaver goo? The weaver goo that. We destroyed those ones, or whatever yeah. you spit out. Yeah, yes. it, it looks it looks reminiscent of maybe like their internal fluid. I, I will rush back and tell the party we have to go. Like changing back. Got it. And like Soul like moves the cart to the south around. Right. <laughs> All right. Did you find any bodies? Uh, there, there seem to be mostly just weapons and blood. I assume that the bodies were turned into weavers. Oh, weaver. Okay, we do need to go. Let's go. Oh, Zol just like looks so panicked and is just like, not no, again, not again. Get, get in the car. Yeah, let's let's get out of here then. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So the party is going to sweep to the south and go around that. So Fuck that shit! I'm out. Yeah, so that's right. going to that's going to bypass. So the new proposed uh, route is going to be like that. That was like the most terrifying episode. <laughs> the Weaver one. The oh, Weaver yeah, one. Really. Oh. I'm very sorry. I'm still <laughs> traumatized. Still traumatized. Okay. All right. So the new proposed route is just to bypass that whole intersection and just go southeast. Yeah, and just fucking go. Get back on the road. Okay. Yeah. Night of the 14th? Yeah, night of the 14th. Soul kind of looks at the party and is just like, so any chance it'd be okay if I slept in the cart again? I promise to lock myself in so I'm not wet this time. I mean, either way, it's fine. Thanks, Farah. Oh, yeah. The moisture is not an issue. I'm sorry about last time. Karis raises an eyebrow but raises no resistance. And so, like... Looks a little saddened by the reaction, but just kind of goes into the cart. Oh yeah, I've had the eyebrow raise going too. <laughs> Vera doesn't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, eh, whatever. All right. Sometimes you just want to sleep in different places. That's fine. <laughs> so the evening is going to pass as normal. I need a perception check from the second watch. So Levette slash Archie right. slash Karis slash Alpha. I'll actually roll this time. Well, now, now you're, like, watching for Soul. Actually, you're right. Uh, I am absolutely going to be doing that. Archie's okay. going to be watching just for a watch. Okay. 
Archie's watching for danger because you know you guys still think you're in uh, range of being attacked by weavers. Levette, you're oh watching. God, I you're I watching, started drinking too early. You're watching for soul, but you only got a six. Yep. All right. Uh, Karis, on the other hand, is far too interested in filling out the notes she has for the creation of these new types of skeletons because over the last couple of days she has made up multiple variants that she thinks she can create as soon as she gets the right materials. She's got different ones and some of them are real fucked up. Dude, I just imagine like a middle schooler's sketchbook of like a skeleton with four arms and it's like rad six fingers. <laughs> giant teeth. Kinda, yeah. She's, it's like a she's, Stussy. She's, she's yeah. Con- yeah, and she's considering like and how to amalgamate stuff together into making new kinds of skeletons that she could control. And, and there's that um, S thing everywhere. Just that's what I just her. said. Oh yeah. <laughs> the Stussy. Uh, oh. Is that what it's called? No, no, yeah, apparently. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> the night passes without any issue. I hope she's planning, helping and, me plan uh, a giant robot zombie. Karis goes, like, in the early morning to go and talk to Sol by themselves. Uh, Sol opens up the door for Karis and lets them in. Okay. Well, we'll, <clears throat> we'll, we'll take that conversation offline at a different point. Okay. So a minute later, Karis comes back out of the cart and goes back about her business. Sol comes out soon after? This is the morning? Yeah, this would be the morning of the 15th. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sol comes out. Good morning, everyone! Morning. Sol, like, goes to wake up Marcus. Wake up, motherfucker! (laughs) (laughs) Good morning, Marcus. Wake up! Why why don't you put on a little makeup? It's only the kids on the table. Marcus wakes up. Good morning! Under under protest. So that would put you guys... I'm going to make a new space here on the map that puts you all right all right so you've got 18 more days or so so gets on the cart they look like they're having a great day <laughs> you sleep well that's every... i slept really well like really really well Three how about you okay. you slept all right you seem to definitely sleep better when you're in the cart actually lets me like do a full meditation and like Sol kind of like looks back and forth and like leans in and is like and I kind of let myself sleep a couple more hours I know it's not necessary but it's kind of relaxing do do you sleep yeah yeah I sleep like four hours every time just like when I'm watching I don't really get a chance to full on like just go it's a lot of short rests and then like once in a while a good once in a while Yep. <laughs> Why do you ask? Just curious. How's it like sleeping like a bee? Sleeping as a bee? What's bee sleep like? Like normal sleep. Really? I mean, I don't normally sleep as a bee. Oh. It's more of just if that's where, what I'm doing beforehand. Oh, okay. Is it fun being a bee? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah? I mean, I don't just turn into it for fun, but... But can you? Oh, of course. So, can you turn into anything else? I can uh, turn into a lot of things. Uh, Why would you want to do that? Oh. <laughs> I will turn into a small, so that's a, what, dog size? Like, yes. small dog? Uh, Earwig. <laughs> Soul jumps off of the carriage. Immediately. No! No! 
Stop! What just happened? Elder So, like, just, like, has her hands up and, like, why? I can't do it! No! What? You, ch- you wanted to... The chest bursts open and Alpha comes out sword drawn. So, like... <laughs> So looks terrified, and they just kind of crumple to the ground. Like, why? Wasn't that bad? Oh god, it was disgusting! There's like papers and notes everywhere in the carriage now. Just an earwig. It was huge! I'm gonna fire a crossbow bolt into the chest. Oh my god, what the fuck? You don't understand, alright? You don't know my people. I'll just cross it out with the bolt off. Right. I don't think I'd really need a roll for this, I imagine. Soul, Soul's just like in like the tall grass, just laying down and kind of rocking. Do you, do you need time or something? Or? No, I'll come in a second. <laughs> just need a second. I just, oh my god. Can Alpha go away, please? Kara says something like, to Alpha, and Alpha collapses <laughs> back into the chest. Soul, like. <laughs> Pops their head out from like the tall grass and they look around, kind of like meerkat like. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you need to tell me that who's going to do that. Sorry, he. I, I left instructions for him to protect the group in case of some sort of attack, so. Oh. Why did you well, didn't tell me the chest was just going to open any time? Well, I mean, <clears throat> Alpha needs somewhere to ride and figured this would be the most convenient place. Okay, I need to explain this thing at all about gnomes to you. Uh, we don't like just to open on their own. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, that's fine. Just, just if you have, is there any... Uh, well, it's also like a that? chest seat, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> the most deadly of mimic. <laughs> Little do you realize the entire carriage could be a mimic. You know. That's true. And you're already inside it. See, the good thing we didn't go into those other cards. Yeah. Definitely mm-hmm. mimic. Definitely mimic. Definitely mimic. So. Definitely mimics. <laughs> Sword and blood mimics. So, like, stands up, goes back to the cart, like, sits down, and, like, just looks really embarrassed that they screamed so loudly. <laughs> and just, like, whips the reins so that the horses start up again. I basically have the same look on my face. Yeah. Uh, false alarm. Sorry, everyone. Never again. <laughs> Never again. Not that bad. It was... Uh, it's useful. I'm sure it is, but not when we're driving. Well, you were asking about it. I just wanted to know if you could, not that you would. Uh, so it looks kind of distressed. <laughs> I mean, it's not like you would attack you. I mean, it's just me in a different form. <laughs> like, rolls around and then just starts going. Yeah, we're just... Driving. Soul's just making sad noises. <laughs> I'm staring both really embarrassedly and like ashamedly at the fucking hole that for my crossbow on the seat. <clears throat> Don't you have mending? Oh shit. Oh yeah, you're right. I'll mend it. I'll get pull out my gauntlet and the little tiny hands will reconstitute it somehow. Hide the shame. Hide the shame. Also you don't want you don't want Soul to find that. Yeah. But what the fuck? Yeah, that's basically, I'm like, fuck, 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 I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> Mom's gonna be so bad, you guys. <laughs> Alright, you guys continue traveling down the, well, not really road right now, you're off-road. And the road's a little bit more, the path you're taking, rather, is a bit more bumpy. 
in the road. So oh. the carriage is kind of uncomfortable to ride in today. Mm. Soul's driving currently with Vera. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just kind of casual. Like, once in a while, it's just quiet. And sometimes there's, like, some conversations here and there between different people in the cart or outside mm-hmm. or both. Mm-hmm. And Soul leans back a little. They move their head back enough to where their voice is a little easier to be heard from the back and the windows open and stuff. So there's something that I maybe want to talk to you guys about at some point. Karis looks up from her journal. Everyone? Everyone. She puts her books away. I didn't know if we wanted to stop and talk and wait till we're like setting up camp or if we wanted to do this now it really depends on like if we feel like talking right now (laughs) okay or if we should wait that's fine too mentally preparing stuff is fine (laughs) i mean if you're ready to talk now you may as well do it now and so like looks back at karis karis kind of shoots you a a knowing glance (laughs) so before we left Hartenshin, I might have gotten engaged. Okay. Before again, do you mean? Uh, I mean, more like just accepted the same one again. And they take off their gloves and they show their old engagement ring on their ring finger, their left ring finger. I thought you didn't like that one. I um had some serious discussions with him. And I realized a lot of my perceptions of things have been eh, one-sided. So after some talking, uh, we realized we both have very similar goals in mind. So we decided to continue our engagement on a personal level and not just a duty-bound level. And that's it. And then Sol, like, kind of, like, looks forward and just, like, continues to stare at the road ahead. And what does that mean? Over. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, what does that mean? I don't, I don't know. It, it means they're getting married. Well, I know that. <laughs> Thank you, Karis. <laughs> You're welcome. Thumbs up. Like, just, like, they put their hand through the window and just give a thumbs up. Don't look. They just do it. <laughs> I just, currently I'm with you guys. Uh, I mean, eventually there will be a marriage, but that's a long time from now. So no skin off my back. I get to hang out with you guys. He's totally fine with it. Okay. Yeah, everything's actually really good. Oh, that's good. I see. I don't see the point of any of that stuff, but. Oh, it's okay. It's, It's not for everyone, Vera. It's just the best decision for me right now, I guess. Well, that's good then. Thank you. The solo is like genuinely touched by the comment because Vera, <laughs> like, they're not really the best at relations and stuff like that, but it's obvious they're trying enough, I guess. So, like, Sol's like, oh, thanks, bestie. Well, I think Vera's just more concerned if you're going to be leaving. No, not at all. Maybe, like, <laughs> maybe, like, whenever you're in the car. Yeah, maybe once in a while <laughs> in the middle of the night. Not every night, just once in a while. Yeah. Karis asks a question. So, when's the wedding? Well, originally it was planned for the winter solstice, but I kind of delayed it to around the spring equinox, if possible. 
I would like to get as much time and information out here as possible beforehand. Alright, so as an aside to the party, DM'd players, so looking at the calendar, it is currently November 15th. Mm-hmm. The winter solstice would be December 23rd. That was the original date that was pushed back to the spring equinox, which would be March like 21st or 23rd. I need to look that one up. So it essentially means that Sol would be getting married in about four months. Let's see, dang, got to get back in back in time. Mm-mm. Sol lives. No, gotta <laughs> fucking install this shit. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna circle uh, a space here, far to the west. I think that's that's a decent place. I think that's the city that Sol lives in. Okay. I mean, that's probably the easiest way they escaped the bill. Th- yeah, I was going to say that's probably the, the reason why you went east. So that's essentially where, where Sol has to be uh, in four months. Gotcha. And I think Wait. Sol looks bemused for a second and is just like, and you know, everyone's invited. Well, I, I believe the phrasing was, as long as no one shoots another crossbow at me. <laughs> you like this. And Sol looks pretty happy, actually. Is it all right with the one if I actually sleep in the cult tonight? Yeah, of course. Sol don't give a shit. <laughs> Doesn't have any rendezvous uh, planned yet. No. <laughs> not not yet. Not currently. Um, <clears throat> and Sol looks very happy. Uh, and they perch their hand up. And they start whispering into their ring. All right. What are they whispering? I think you're Who right. Next me, so you can probably hear. Do you, want, do you want me to do a perception check if I can hear you? No, I, I don't. I mean, sure, go for it. That's wow. seven, seven plus ten. You're right next to me. All I'm doing yeah, and is whispering. And you're next. You're next to them, so you can you can easily pick out what they're saying. Shall I hash this out real quick on a one-sided call? You can also just like generalize it. Okay. No, I'll do a one-sided call. Okay. Okay. You can't I'll, hear the other. So right? what I'll what I'll do to make to simulate this is I'll just type the responses to you. Thank you. You're welcome. Girl, you there? Um, I told my group. Hush. Yes, yes, I get it. Yeah. No, they they seem pretty okay with it. Uh, well. I mean, no one's objected. Well, True. Okay. I invited them to the wedding. I hope that's okay. <laughs> I didn't even think of something like that. Soul kind of looks back nervously at the cart. I think I want to wait on that one. I don't... Uh, no. I... I get to be the maid of honor. <laughs> Fucking called it. God damn. Good job, dude. Are you are you fucking he knows psychic? Exactly. Are, you, yeah. are you hearing my typing and you're like, he typed maid of honor. Well hey, wait on that rock. for now. I can rock a bridesmaid's dress. I'm sure you could, Marcus. And Sol like reaches back and pats him on the head. Um <clears throat> but I'll talk to you later like normal. I just wanted to give you the good news. Alright. Bye. <laughs> and Sol puts their ring down da- or their hand down and they they just kinda look like they're bopping along a rough road at this point. Did you, 
so wait, did you have your hand up like like freaking Inspector Gadgets? Uh, like the ring was like right next to their lip. That's phenomenal. I don't think they technically have to. I think they just do that. <laughs> you doing okay over there, Grim? I think the more interesting question is how's Levette dealing with all that? Yeah, how's Levette doing? <laughs> well, yeah, because I'm in scheming mode. Levette's not feeling great about it. it. Still won't hit me until after the game. Yeah, um, she's just being really quiet about it. I'm I'm hoping for a, an assassination attempt during the wedding. Jesus um, Christ! It's, it's crossed my mind, but <laughs> it, it really depends on how things at home go. If things go really poorly, then she just might be like, "Fuck it! I don't. I'm just gonna do what I want, and I don't care what anyone thinks anymore." Uh oh. Let's use hazardous to the vet's health. Yeah, <laughs> but a somewhat constant sometimes. <laughs> Is anyone doing anything before we sleep? Probably not. Sol told the party everything that they've been doing, pretty much. Kind mm. of. <laughs> sort of. In a way. <laughs> Close enough. They implied it heavily enough. Mm. Are we doing the same order for the shifts? Oh, Sol's probably going to watch tonight. I think they tend to just like to do that alone. Like I said, they they see it as a good thing that everyone can sleep as much as possible. Well, I mean, the point of watching is to make sure no one dies. Yeah, I'm good at watching. No, you, yeah, but you but, need two people. Make sure that if something happens to one of them, the other one can get their back. Oh, oh here's a question. Who is watching? Is this first time to go to sleep in Probably first yeah, You're okay. Because then, then Vera would be... Yeah, you'd be up soon. So just kind of usually sits crisscross applesauce. <laughs> what? Nothing. Crisscross applesauce. Yeah. (laughs) What? Nothing. It's what it's called. No, it's not. (laughs) No, it really isn't. It's called cross-legged. Yeah. Whatever. Or or if you want to be, uh, like... Uh, Racially insensitive. Something else. (laughs) Has a different name. (laughs) Okay, well, we always called it crisscross applesauce when I was little, okay? Yeah, Yeah, Soul definitely does, by the way. (laughs) Soul (laughs) definitely calls it that. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up, guys. You're all so mean. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. Okay, so they're sitting cross-legged. No. No, it's crisscross applesauce. I fucking hate you! They look around, and they just kind of enjoy the quiet for a bit, and they pull up their ring and have a conversation if no one's going to bug them. I think Vera's most likely just is usually either pacing around, practicing with their scythe, or like doing some druid shit. Druid shit. Druid, druid, shit. druid shit. Fair enough. There's, there's <laughs> many druid shit. How quiet it is, because Levette's not actually sleeping. I was gonna wait till I got to my thing to say that, but it might mm. it comes into play. Okay. But I'm not really making a lot of noise. Just whisper conversations is what Sol's doing, so not enough to really keep anyone awake. Oh, well that doesn't change anything. No, I'm just letting it, you know. Oh, okay. Karis is kind of hanging out near Levette. Oh, well, I, I, I'm sleeping in the cart, right? Oh, okay. But I'm not sleeping in the cart. I'm, gotcha. I'm drinking right. in the cart. Never mind. In that case, Karis is sitting out by the campfire with a look of extreme boredom. So, like, puts the ring down for a second. Are you going to go to bed tonight? Yeah, uh, eventually. I'm just not very tired yet. Oh. Well, would you like to talk to pass the time? She shrugs. I, I suppose so. It's just, it's it's been like 15 days and I expected... I guess more stuff to happen. <laughs> so just his body. Sorry, I just I heard about 
I mean, all of your adventures up to now seemed like they were so packed full of action. Sol kind of like thinks about it and is like, no, we probably just only talked about the portions that were full of action because uh, well, nobody wants to hear about my. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, that audio. <laughs> just shoots awake and screams. <laughs> <laughs> it's like pops like bolt upright screaming. Well, um, I'm sorry it's not more. No, it, it's fine. I just, I had, I have a lot of theories now. I have a lot of things prepared, but, you know, I want to, I want to do them. She kind of like holds well, her, her hands out in front of her. She's like, I'm just, I just, I'm ready to do something, you know? Supposedly there's Oh, is it ogre or orc infestation? Oh, the, the warning was that there were ogres on the road to Zareth. Apparently there's ogres at some point, so maybe we'll do something then. Who knows? Well, I, I mean, I don't want us to get into too much danger, you know, but I guess I was expecting something a bit different than this, if that makes any sense. Well, it's the longest road we've ever been on, though. We've never traveled this far for this long. Usually there's been things in the middle where we stop and talk to people or do things or... Kill vampires. Kill vampires, yeah. <laughs> she, la- she like smiles at that last one. All in good we'll time, Karis. Um, Are you on watch or something with us, Marcus? <laughs> is everyone awake? Oh, is everyone fucking know. awake? <laughs> no, Rem is even oh. asleep. It's nighttime currently, and Sol's keeping oh. watch. Oh, it's nighttime? Oh, sorry. But really, it's like you were expecting a life of adventure and, and danger, but little did you know we have lead lives of interpersonal drama and emotional instability. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, she she sort of nods in understanding and says, well, I, I suppose I should get some sleep then. If there's ogres, it, well, it could get dangerous out here. It's true. Maybe I can talk to them first, though. She, as she, like, curls up, she says, I'll keep that in mind. Sweet dreams, Karis. Oh, before you go... Mm-hmm. Um, how is... How is your eye holding up? Oh, Sol flips the switch to pull it up. How's it looking? I haven't looked at it recently. She kind of, like, looks... She kind of, like, bites her lip a little bit. Um, it probably could use refreshing. And Sol, like, crouches down. Uh, go for it. Karis casts a spell and, like, wipes her hand across the side of your face. There. Good as new. <laughs> kind of. Like, Sol just has a grimace smile where it's just like, thank you. <clears throat> thank you, Karis. I appreciate it. And Sol, um, kind of ruffles her shoulder a little bit. Hopefully some more light action will be in our future so that you won't be so terribly bored. <laughs> okay. Sweet dreams. You too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. And Sol starts to walk back to the fire to, like, kind of tend it, make it a little bigger. Mm-hmm. Alright. And that is done. Let's, uh, let's shift over to, to Levette. How's Levette doing? I'm trying to decide whether she's gone through two or three bottles of wine. Jesus Christ, how many did you buy? Five. Ugh. <laughs> Disgusting. Disgusting. Disgusting! <laughs> she doesn't want to go through all of them because she's like, we've got a long way to go before I can get more. Uh, but she's kind of not sleeping or anything right now. I think Sol is playing some music to help everyone sleep. 
Oh, shit. <laughs> it's quiet, but it's... They just are like, well, I should practice. It's been a while, and, you know, never a better time to play a lullaby than when everyone's trying to fall asleep and help them a bit more. So, any eventful things happen in the night? Well... I don't know if there would be a realistic chance that Sol would probably that Sol would hear Lovette crying while she's awake. Well, if they've got the musical instrument right next to them playing, probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Give me a perception check just for the hell of it. Me? Yeah. Okay. Because you're also like supposed to be on watch too, right? Yeah. Twenty nine. Yeah, you hear it. Oh. You got fucking boat ears. You hear it. Yeah. I look over to the carriage, but since I'm supposed to be on watch, I continue to look forward and around and everything. Oh, damn. So I take my responsibility seriously. That's cold shit, Soul. That's cold shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I gave you the, the, the chance to get that drama out of the way. No. <laughs> <laughs> I see. No, thank you. <laughs> Avoid all the issues until they burst into your face. What, what kind of crying are we talking about, by the way? Whimpering yeah, like, is this, like, loud? Crying? Is it a crying? I, I want to... Is there something I can roll to determine that? Because I wouldn't... I, I feel like that's something that Levette would attempt to keep quiet. But well, that sounds like a will save. Okay, that works. Oh. Wow, 24. Quiet, actually. Yeah. yeah, you're able to, to, to mitigate that down from ugly cry to something less. Yeah, it's like every time it starts to get loud, you just drink more. Yeah. I, I know how this works. Oh. Oh, no. Yikes. Yep. <laughs> All right, so the night will pass, then, if you're not going to take your friendship with Levette seriously enough to try to help them. I'm on watch! Yeah, okay. I can talk to her a different time, but I had a duty. I, I'm on watch. All right. Yeah? Okay. 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 Well, hey, technically, well, everyone's fucking awake. Everyone yeah, was awake. Well, awake. I was only considering it as all. I was only jokingly watch. giving you shit. I'm not going to judge you. Whatever you do. <laughs> no, but yes, uh, Soul and Vera were both awake for watch. Nah, I feel like if someone's going to cry, like just let it out, and then you can talk about it. That's how I usually deal with shit. Just That's cry, fine. get it out, talk and later. No one's forcing you to interact with that, so. It's fine. If nothing else happens, we can push time forward. Yeah! Grim? Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm probably not puking yet. Okay. So, uh, the sun comes up, and, you know, we can continue our journey towards Zareth. Good morning, everyone! Let's go. Maybe jump on that carriage. Yeah, have we gotten to the main road yet? Right. You, you will by the end of, well, two days from now. It's a bit slower <laughs> So, Alas. first day off-road and second day off-road. Oh, damn. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> I love that. So, let me, let me roll and see what this would be. Oh, well, that's fun. Okay. So, you guys are traveling along. It's now two days later, so this makes it the 17th of November. Let me go ahead and push that date. Boom, boom. There you go. By the end of today, you should make it back onto the road according to your map, and according to your off-road survival skill checks that I haven't even been making you make, because it's stone-simple navigation. You are traveling along when you see a large shadow move over the ground. Soul looks up to see if it's a rock. (laughs) (laughs) 
You look up and you see the silhouette of what appears to be an enormous eagle. Uh, is it carrying anything? It's hard to tell because it's very high in the air. Yeah. But it also begins to circle and descend. Okay. And we saw him bad last time too. So yeah, that's we'll true. Soul's just gonna kind of keep going. It's just like, guys, prep the weapons and just in case, you never know. Kind of sluggishly get my crossbow out and unfold it one piece at a time. Okay, okay. Soul's got Symphonia's wit at the ready. I'm just kind of watching the shadow to see what it's doing. Alrighty. So, give me perception checks, please. You got it. 20. Oh. No worries. Okay. Uh, I got a nat 20. Soul, your nat 20 plus bonfire of 12 is a 32. You look up and squint against the sun, and you can see the silhouette of a large eagle, and then around it you see five other bird silhouettes that are much smaller. They seem so- to be circling to get closer and closer to the ground. Oh. Soul smiles and starts to, like, gesture to slow down the carriage. Well, I don't know if it's the same group, but we may have some traveling merchants coming our way. Uh, Maybe we'll see Biff. Bird ladies! Oh, God. <laughs> uh, you can about, invite him to your wedding. About a minute later, it's clear that the large eagle is in fact a rock carrying an enormous crate in its talons. Yes! Um, Woo! It lands, and with it land five other figures. And oh, wait, it is the same ones. Yep. They Holy land. Yay! They land I don't remember in, this Naruto-looking one. Sorry. They <laughs> land and, uh, and, and hail you. Hello, travelers! Hello again! Again, they squint. Ah, we ran into you earlier, didn't we? That mm-hmm. was... Sorry, we... Remind us, where, where did we run across you again? Uh, near Edge. Just outside of it. Ah... Well, it's good to see it's you again. A while. It has. You picked up a guy named named uh, Brad, or is it Biff? You hear like chuckles and like almost like bird-like chirps from some of them, as they seem to some <laughs> some of them sort of start to blush a little bit. Oh Soul does God. not look amused. <laughs> at all. They look back at Marcus like, "Why the fuck would you bring him up?" Of all people, what's wrong of with all you? people? <laughs> and they turn back. So, how have sales been for y'all? Oh, very good. The life of a traveling merchant is wrought with adventure and profit. Soul, like, jumps off of the front of the carriage and walks over. Which, of course, brings us to why we're here. Uh, One of them gestures, like, whistles to the rock, and the rock, like, stamps one of its talons down, and the side of the crate folds out, and it's like a little mobile store. Ooh. Anyone need to buy anything? Uh, well, this may be easy any chance. Food? Yeah. Oh, we've got plenty food. of rations, I think, for a while. I'll hobble over there. I imagine, well, that's pretty hungover at this point. <laughs> Whoa! What happened to you? What? What? I think it's so funny. Um, Soul, like, takes their skirt off and, like, hovers it over, like, Lovette. Are you okay? I don't think I've seen you ever this bad. Do you need to go back to sleep? I, I'll just buy a single two and let's see how let's see it says. So do they have anything uh, special at all in dust yeah, or freight? What kind of stuff do they have on sale? <clears throat> so they have a fair amount of goods from different cultures. Because of the speed at which they travel, they're able to get a lot of stuff from a lot of places. 
So cool. they actually have a very wide selection of curiosities and special items. Ooh. So they're actually capable of selling you guys quite a few different items of both normal and magical nature. Ooh. So what do they got magical? Well, maybe the easier question is, what do you want? And then I'll roll to see if they have it. Um, Beardy, for the ogres, mm-hmm. what, what knowledge role would that be to to see what they're... Weak against? So, yeah, weak against. Dungeoneering. Damn it. Oof. <laughs> well, you oh. know it. Well, I, I'm, I'm untrained. You can lore master it. Bard. <gasps> You're right! I can lore master that shit. All yeah. right. <laughs> What do I know about ogres? Damn Don't say layers. <laughs> so you know that ogres are a lesser giant kin. So okay. they're technically, from a physiological standpoint, they're giants. However, they're the basically like the least of giants. They have no real special abilities. They have no physical traits that make them superior to any other giant. They're the, pretty much the smallest of all giants. Some of them being just slightly larger than a human. And one thing that sort of sets them apart from other giants is that they will live anywhere that they can. A lot of giants typically try to stick to mountains or areas of high altitude. Ergers will go wherever they can survive. Okay. They also tend, because of that and because of how hated they are from most people, like people drive them away, they tend to end up in more inhospitable locations, areas like swamps tend to be particularly advantageous layers for them. Oh my god. Don't do not do it, Screwy. Don't do this. <laughs> Hold it in, Screwy. What? I'm just saying, like, typically ogres have layers. Conceal, don't feel. <laughs> so, so the next, like, session's in, what, two, two weeks? Two weeks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Bye, everybody. <laughs> it, 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 it will take me at this least that good. long. Beardy. <laughs> L-A-I-R-S. Lair. Alright, anywho, they also, one thing about them, that there, there is one thing of note about ogres, and that is they typically are the most genetically unstable of all giants. Like, they're the most, they have a lot of mutations. Typically, oh. when an ogre is born, the gods roll the dice, and whatever comes out is different and unique so and disgusting some, and disgusting you typically sometimes they have enormous teeth sometimes they have uh tiny little beady eyes sometimes they have one arm that's huge and one arm that's teeny tiny sometimes they have dog legs i mean all kinds of crazy shit so they're genetically yeah. unstable and they're also prone to incest which I'm sure does great. Which I'm for sure does great for genetic stability. Yeah, which does great for genetic are, stability, right? They are emotionally weak. They are sensitive to their appearance. Not usually, no. Most of them don't give a fuck about how they look. A lot of them, like a lot of lesser giants, prefer to eat a diet consisting almost entirely of meat, preferably uncooked or even rotten. So, it's not uncommon to see an ogre with, like, a belt stuffed with dead squirrels, and they would just take one out and just munch on it whenever they felt hungry. Okay. Hair and all. Like, they're just not, you know, they're not... They're, they're barbaric. The, yeah, they're, they're very barbaric. They're the least civilized of all, of all giant kin. Um, all right. They, they Any weaknesses? Not especially, no. Um, unlike some other giants, they don't have, like, built-in weaknesses. Let me, let me make All right, sure I'm so just hit him till they die. Shoot him till they die. 
Just hit them until they die. Yeah. If they, they attack. They don't really have anything else special about them. However, they, yeah, they do like they do have the weird mutations, and that's pretty much about it. And like they're larger than humans. Typical one would be about nine, ten feet tall. Okay. And they often bully people, or like they they value gold quite a bit as well, like a lot of giants mm-hmm. do. So it's not uncommon to see them like raiding trade trade routes or. Controlling choke points to, and charging people to go past. So, <laughs> while it's more like fairy tales say that trolls control bridges, it's actually more likely you're going to find a, a clan of ogres controlling a bridge. I see. At least our uh, cart doesn't say we're rich. Yeah, right. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, at least you don't have like a deluxe fancy cart that makes you guys look like a huge target, right? Right, guys. Right, guys. Oh man, that would suck, right? Soul does not relay that information to the rest. But you do relay the incest part? Yeah. It's <laughs> like, what the fuck? Soul's just kind of like oh. going off the top of their head. They're like, oh yeah, and there's this and this, and then they'll remember that, and they're like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that. Nope. Mm, nope. Not telling them that. They're gonna get mad at me. <laughs> I mean, the the best, I guess if you want to like break it down into like the, the, the easiest way to understand an ogre... They're basically hillbilly giants. So, like, they're going to live in these weird clan family organizational units, and they're pretty much going to have one matriarchal female that they all kind of just call Ma, and they all kind of, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm serious. So they have, like, one Ma yeah, actually, and one Pa, and then the sons Whoa. will all fight Pa to become the new Pa, so they can, you know, fuck Ma and make more ogres. Okay. Did you just get uncomfortable? Yeah, I got really uncomfortable. <laughs> right? I mean, it's it's real fucked up, but that's the no. whole point. They're fucked up. So they, they all have an Oedipus complex? Literally? Basically, yeah. What was Oedipus? Well, oh, man. Fuck you need to, no, go read problem. Oedipus Rex. I'm so, I, I was going to make a comment at some point about how Levette has a bit of an Oedipus complex, but now that there's like the real fucking thing I'm about to compare it to, it's not like that at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't you don't li- literally want to kill your father and fuck your mother? Not literally, no. What's wrong with you? <laughs> wait, wait, in this setting, would it be called an ogre complex? It could be. Or maybe Oedipus was just a famous ogre. Yeah, I guess. Oh ogre my piss. god. <laughs> <laughs> Although I imagine he would spell Anyways. it like... He would probably spell it like P-U-S-S. Like, yeah, ogre like, puss. Like Eddie Puss. And he was, like, just this really disgusting-looking ogre with, like, pustules all over him. <laughs> yeah, I think it would have... Alright, that's canon. Eddie Puss. An ogre puss complex. Hmm. Done. I can write that one. Gross. Anyways. <laughs> so, other than the gold thing, Soul relays as much as they know about it. So okay. they're pretty much not weak to anything, Marcus. <laughs> like, after, like, this random rant they just went on. I mean, aside from being weak to everything, I mean, they're just... Yeah, they just kind of... You just hit them till they die, if you have to hit them. Mm. Uh, magical resistance? None. None. No, uh... uh no. Nope. You just hit them till they die. Ah, uh, that just seems so lame. Not as lame as a sling staff, though. <laughs> Soul kind of, like, flicks One of, uh, one of the harpies forehead. laughs at that. <laughs> I, yeah, I would like for it, it to sound like a kookaburra. Maybe. 
So Vera will uh, approach the Harveys and ask, Have you seen any uh, ogres on the road? I heard that there might be an influx of them on the way to uh, Zareth. Hmm. Well, we know that some of them live in that swamp nearby, but we've, we're just now heading southeast on our, on our circle, so um, we haven't been through this way for a few months. Maybe? We'll deal with things when we deal with things. Hopefully we don't have to. Are you, True. Are you really worried about the ogres? Do you think that do you think that you're in danger? Soul shrugs. No. <laughs> well, it depends on how many ogres there are. Well, who says they're even going to attack us? I can talk to them. Right. With whatever language ogres use. Because well, the only reason I bring it up is because we do we do offer a special traveling package. Oh my fucking god, these sales people. <laughs> oh. Traveling, you say? Indeed. For a nominal fee, you could ride in the crate. Now we have a carriage, though, so... Well, can the carriage fit in the crate? Uh, the carriage cannot fit in the crate. Oh. What about the horses? Cannot. Well, yeah, like, uh, maybe two of the horses could fit in the crate. So, like, <clears throat> looks over at the horse, like, big, like, watery eyes. Like, okay, only two of them are named. No! <laughs> As wonderful as that sounds, we do have quite a bit invested in uh, this cart, so... Soul's, like, going over to it to hug it. Well, we could purchase it from you. (laughs) I think we're good. We do have a... We do have a... A a resale dealership in a nearby city. Wait, do I get points? (laughs) (laughs) She explains, like... The, uh, the Harpy explains, like, a whole, like, trade-in market value thing that they have set up. Come on, Vera keeps saying, like, uh-huh, uh-huh, and, like, as if she understands. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, the, the they'll, you know, they'll trade you the cart, and that would be credit toward buying tickets in the crate to be transported at a much faster speed. How or, much gold per distance? Oh, well, it would be really made more based on destination. Hmm. Where would you like to get to? That being said, we we do have quite a few places we have to go. Yeah. They shrug. I mean... So do we. Well, That's the first of... place I want to go to is the Merry Valley, and then we got to go to the Steam Isle. Uh... They kind of, like, chirp at each other in a strange language that none of you speak. Wait, wait. I can. Oh, you... Because you know why? why? I use tongues. Oh shit. Okay, you cast tongues, and they're talking to each other in their native language, and they're speaking Sarakin. And um, they're saying that, yeah, they could re... They're talking about shuffling around various uh, due dates on different materials. And that they could basically switch around and go to Zareth on their way back. Uh, if they went directly to the Merry Valley and then the Steam Islands, or Steam Island, uh, and then swooped back north to hit Zareth. Whether or, not, whether or not they could work that into their schedule. There's a bit of a debate. Some of them seem to be more hard asses as far as making sure they stay on task and schedule. Others of them yeah. are considering that this could be a better venue for profit. <clears throat> so they're basically just talking about how they can make the most money in the situation. Mm-hmm. Well, if I knew what they were saying, I would totally be able to shill our way into this, but I don't know. And Levette's also hungover, so there's that. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't know what... Well, even when she's hungover, she can talk business at least a little bit. Like she's able yeah. to follow along and everything. Yeah, I mean, give me, give me a fortitude save. Oh, never mind. Wow. I, I threw up right there. Yeah, you're, you're actually, you're, yeah, you're pretty, pretty badly hungover actually. Yeah. So, like, just looks over and is just like, 
What the fuck? Hold on, let me let me see something. I let me, let me see if if Karis can do something to help you here. Oh no! <laughs> Animate your liver. <laughs> no. Then I'll have a oh, cartoon cool. liver, and the rest of me will be <laughs> real. Okay, so Karis is going to notice that you are um, you're kind of fucked up, mm-hmm. and she kind of walks over and she kind of says, "Are you are you doing all right? You don't look well." Define all you like. Actually, I don't care what the definition is. I'm not but I'm still alive, I guess. Can I help you? I think I have a spell that can help you. Okay. Oh, what is it? I guess so. Okay, hold still, all right? Okay. She says something to no one in particular, and then you see, like, a white golden light focus in her hands, and she casts Lesser Restoration on you. This will basically remove any mundane character, like, statuses off your character. Mm-hmm. Uh, including, huh. like, fatigued and exhausted, um, as well as, like, sickened. So basically, it's going to, like, completely wipe out your hangover. And the fact that I didn't sleep. Yeah, and, and you suddenly feel like like you got a full night's rest. Is Thank that, you. Is that better? Uh, physically, yeah. Thank you. Well, if you ever need to talk, all right? I may not be the best at, at emotion, but I can I can oh. try. Kelly's. I think that's she, this is she, probably a wise investment. You get the uh, feeling that she wants to like hug you, but she resists the yeah. urge. Oh, I want to hug her too, but I don't. I always just assume she's not comfortable with it. Um, so I think that this is probably profitable for us because we will not be able to take the car to these miles anyway. Well, I figured we'd just leave it at the docks. We could and like, so looks like they're like talking to Levette, but they're, like, also listening to the conversation in front of them. Uh, we could purchase a new one, though, or uh, perhaps even buy back this one from them if they are taking it along. True. Hmm. If the nominal markup could be worth the cost. Well, it would help us avoid ogres. Let's just wait until we see how much it's gonna be. Hmm. Yes, I agree. We are not certain even that they will uh, accept our offer. True. I'm waiting. Okay. So they talk it over, and the ones who are willing to take a larger risk for a better reward seem to win out in the conversation. And the one of them turns back toward the party. The blue one. Wait, their skin is fuzzy? Some of it, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> is that it's a like deal breaker? Down. Yeah, well, it's kind of weird. They have feathers. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, no, they've got, like, down on certain places of their body, they've got full-on feathers and others, and then in other places it's sexual to skin. They seem to be an amalgamation of humanoid and bird that also heavily depended on their parentage. I think, did we talk about the genetics of... Yeah, I believe so! Quite a lot. They only have women's and they need to find males from other species. Right, and then the race of that male is heavily determinant on what the female is like physically. Mm-hmm. It, it determines a lot of their build. What happens if they fuck a centaur? You're a flying horse person. <laughs> I mean, no, or at least one happen? with wings. I guess flying isn't necessarily yeah, part of that. It, what if they took a, a halfling? Would they get like a hummingbird? Actually, no. I think they call them pigeons. Um, like, Aww. it's a it's a derogatory it's a derogatory term. Um, a halfling blooded harpy, I believe, is known as a pigeon, and they're heavily looked down upon because they consume well, yeah, they're, short. they're they're small they're not considered all that attractive by harpy standards which makes them bad mates 
And then they also eat way more than they should. So they're a drain <laughs> on resources. <laughs> I don't even want to know how gnome harpies work. Oh, uh, gnome breeds are known as falcons. Huh. Well, that's cool. They're the fastest flyers of all the uh, harpies. That's a lot cooler than I was expecting. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, uh, that's yeah. good. So they're, they're referred to as breeds. Uh, so there's human breed, elf breed, orc breed, dwarf breed, gnome breed, and halfling breed. Of those breeds, all are treated equally except for halfling breeds. Well, that sucks. <laughs> so, you know, if you had males in the party, they would probably try to, like, negotiate a breeding contract just because. Um, but the only male in the party is <laughs> a fucking halfling, so... I should have taken the belt. The belt? Uh-oh. Beardy. Uh-oh, no. No comment. But yeah. All right. Yeah. So what is the amount they are offering for our travels? They say that after discussing it, Zerice, the blue one, she believes that with the trade-in value on the carriage plus the trade-in value on the horses they can offer you enough space between inside the crate as well as being carried by one of them. Like, because some of them are going to have to carry you because there's too many of you to fit in the crate. Yeah. So some of you will be carried. Some of you can ride in the crate if you so choose. Some of you can ride on the crate if you so choose. Hmm. And they think that they can get you to the Merry Valley in two days time from now uh, for 200 gold a head. Each? Yeah, 200 gold each for two-day travel to get to the Merry Valley. So looks at the rest of the group. Is it worth it? Well, we still have to get to the steam miles and then get potentially back. Would it also be possible to do more traveling, like, to the steam aisle after that, or...? One moment, and she goes back to, like, start talking to the others, and since you still have tongues on, you can hear them. They're determining how much time you're going to spend in the Merry Valley and how much time they can shave off their schedules. Okay. Uh, to make this all work out. And they come back to you and they say, Well, we think that we could we could take you along from the Merry Valley to the Steam Island for another hundred gold per head. Mm-hmm. And did you... How many days would be in between best for you guys? I don't want to inconvenience your trade route. Okay, they go back to chirping at each other again, and some of them are, like, squawking angrily because, like I said, some of them are very, like, stick to the schedule, and other ones are like, we can make more money this way. So they're, they argue for a little bit longer, and one of them's like, would two days be sufficient? Sol looks over at Marcus. Is two days enough to talk to a dragon? Problem is, what if we need to go do something else up there? Why would we need to go do anything other than your dragon? What is it, dragon mate? Request uh, something of Marcus. Okay. Hold on. How many, aside from me, how many halflings have we seen? Uh, I can think of one, but I'm yeah. sure we've seen numbers, numerous in, like, cities and stuff. They're around. You guys just haven't been calling them out. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know if it was... It's not like... They're not unheard of, but they're also not, like, crazy common either. The Merry Valley, with a name like Merry Valley, would they actually have armor and things made for halflings? Sure. See... There you go. How far is it from the uh, the tower to Merry Valley? Not terribly far. Ostensibly, you'd have time to speak with the dragon and also see a little bit of the Merry Valley proper. Maybe track down your family. Hmm. As much as I love adventuring, I think this would be a safer option for us. I really don't want us to get TPK'd by a bunch of ogres. Soul nods. 
looks over at the harpies. I believe we will take the offer. All right, very well. 300 gold, please. And they go to each Soul starts uh, taking out of their pouch. Karis looks, like, scared when everyone else reaches for their bags. So not like uh-huh. I guess we will cover you. Uh, I will get half of health if someone else can cover the other half. What about <clears throat> what about Alpha? What about Alpha? Do you have another box or something? Can we get the, the, the box is built into the carriage. Can you can't you just make another one? She like looks genuinely hurt. <laughs> I'm sorry. I would I would feel the same way if you said that about Archie. I mean, I can, but do you know how? So exactly looks up at the harpies. Corpses right now. No, and so ones are going to find it much smaller. So looks up at the harpies. Can I buy a chest too? Uh, inside of the box. They say that yeah, for a fee of five more gold. Yeah, Soul throws five more gold at them. All right, so please go ahead and reduce your monies by three hundred each, and Soul reduce yours by three hundred five. Soul looks over at Karis. We have a chest she, for him. She looks super thankful to you. That's adorable. Oh, well, uh, we have three hundred each, and then how? Who else is covering the other half of hers? I'll I'll take another one fifty. Okay, go ahead and reduce that. And Karis will take the chest into the carriage and transfer Alpha from the carriage chest to that chest and then drag it back outside now that it's super heavy. Alright, and that seems like a reasonable place to stop. So, until next time. Thanks for listening. As always, special thanks to Protagonist for the theme music and Emily Roll for Fantasy for this episode's soundtrack. Interested in following us on social media? Do so on Twitter at CheckPleaseDD or want to support the podcast and be part of the Czech Republic? Go to our Patreon under Kanesha. Until next time.